All right, looks like we're all here, but uh, you know our host is not here yet. I wonder where Mark is. Yeah, he's usually pretty punctual with these things. I, I can't believe all of us made it on time and he didn't. I miss him. Guys, guys, guys. Um, oh, hey. So we're doing Demolition Man, mm-hmm. a movie that famously tied with Taco Bell, and I'm thinking we can finally get some ad money in. So I wrote oh, some ad copy. Ooh. All right. That's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, so maybe Taco Bell will pick up this podcast and we can start getting a little bit of money in for these records. Yeah, you Sweet. know, we're, we're still a new podcast. I think it's just, that would be so great. I, I would love that. Plus, we could have as much Taco Bell as we wanted. Uh, that's how that works, right? I yeah. yeah. That's Taco what I Bell. think. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, as soon as we say one ad for Taco Bell, the money will just become rolling in. So let me just pass these around. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank can you. I Can I do a silly voice or... Do I have to be me? You mean sillier than your regular voice? Oh, you oh. oh, boy. We don't have to memorize this, do we? Um, Just for that, I'm doing a, a worse voice than I was going to do. Um, all right. I can't imagine. Should we be eating Taco Bell while we're saying the words? Yeah. I have been eating Taco Bell this whole time. Oh, well, that's why I asked. Yeah. I no, that's just, I'm I'm very impolite. Ah, okay. People love it when you eat food over the microphone. Oh, man, mm-hmm. you guys, I don't know why I'm so nervous. We, we, we talk all the time. Why is it this is any different? <laughs> well, it's a fancy establishment, Taco Bell. Yeah. You know, you don't want to get it wrong. Yeah. 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 It is the only restaurant. It is, this. yeah. All right. Okay, okay, okay. Ready? Let me yes. get my, my big slate. Okay, red leather, yellow leather, red leather, yellow leather. Right. And action. Oh, hello, Mark. Oh, hi, Mo. What a wonderful surprise. What brings you to the recording studio? For recording, of course. <laughs> of course. What an absurd thing to ask. Laugh track. I am excited for the day's record, but boy, am I hungry. Oh, hello, Mark. Hello, Mo. Oh, Steve, what a wonderful surprise. Yeah, what brings you both to the recording studio? For, For the record, of course. of course. Record, of course. Of course, what an absurd... Hey, everybody, we should get Taco Bell for lunch. Sounds like an expedient idea. Do you think they have... Signature meals? They sure do, Steve. They have insert signature meal item here. Do you think they have promotional offers? I pray they do. Insert promotional offer here. Do you think they have a promo code? Nothing in the world would bring me as much joy as if you would use use promo code WDWJW15 at checkout to get 15% of your first order of $20 or more when you go to franchisewar.biz. Insert terms and conditions. Oh my god, we're going to be like swimming in Taco Bell soon. Mm-hmm. Better help is going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to What Did We Just Watch, the movie quiz show podcast. Today's episode is about the 1993 action sci-fi thriller Demolition Man, directed by Marco Brambilla and starring Sly Stallone, Wesley Snipes, and Sandra Bullock. In this movie, a police officer is brought out of suspended animation in a prison to pursue an old, ultra-violent nemesis who is loose in a non-violent future society. I'm your host, Mark Nessel, and our contestants this week are... 
Steve Goff, who's playing as the Steve Shells. Hey, everybody. Mo McGee, who's playing as Moldsmobile. How you doing? And Bob Killian, who's playing as Murder Death Killian. Hey, how you doing? You know what oh, I mean? So much better. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I, yeah. It's not even terrible. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, I'm gonna wing this. It's gonna be great. Yeah. 90% of the reason for me choosing this was so that Bob could come on and do a sly impression because I know he's it's pretty good. I was gonna say the like whatever their greeting was, but I forgot it. It's like like warm warm greetings or pleasant yeah, they, salutations. So, I couldn't remember what it was. Yeah, I looked at I was like starting to do the question on like the seventeenth weird thing they say because yeah. they don't use the same thing they say like mellow greetings, mellow greetings they say like it. be well They're, they have like a bunch of things it's not like just one hello and one goodbye i was like oh this will be great for a question <laughs> but that no such luck and of course our contestants are playing for this week's mystery prize that will be revealed at the end of the show mm. i hope it's something good yeah it always is mm-hmm. so demolition man this one is a real doozy of a movie. Um, I have a bunch of notes here about like the behind the scenes stuff. So this originally started off as a spec script by Peter Lenkov. Um, I only bring this up. He, he ended up doing uh, like a number of shows and stuff. This is kind of one of his only offerings from movies. Um, but here's a sentence from the Wikipedia that I thought really sums up the sort of vibe this movie has. Lenkov had been inspired by Lethal Weapon and wanted to do something about cops. He also was influenced by stories of celebrities being cryogenically frozen and listening to Sting's song Demolition Man on his on repeat due Damn. to a broken cassette player in his car. That's a that's a sad story. Yeah, it's a real sad story. <laughs> you and, really see the puzzle pieces come together with that one. Yeah, and it gets worse because he is a nobody in Hollywood. He goes with his spec script. They, he sells the spec script, and then they throttle it. It goes through a couple of other changes and looks nothing like um, the script. He barely gets uh, story credit and arbitration. So it's, yeah, it's a very weird story. Um, there's a bunch of other interesting behind-the-scenes stuff. Like, it goes through the industry tumble dryer and bounces off a bunch of people, adding and dropping cast members. At one point, and I read this a couple of times, so I feel like saying it, the original leads... It was going to be Steven Seagal as Sly's role and JCVD as um, like Snipes' role. And oh no! Yeah, yeah that's a much very... worse movie. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Two. Yeah. Oh yeah. Much Absolutely. Worse movie. It's like the dollar store ver- It's Demolition <laughs> yeah. Man two. Yeah. Like, has John Claude Van Damme ever played a villain? Oh yes. We haven't done Black Eagle yet, but I okay. have thirty percent of a script written. <laughs> um, yeah. You could argue a bunch of movies. He plays a villain. That's that's <laughs> yeah. fair. Depending on how he's treating the women in it, but um, this is a Joel Silver produced action movie, mm-hmm. and I'm going to read off a very truncated list of great action movies that Joel Silver created or produced. Forty Eight Hours, Commando, the first four Lethal Weapon movies, the yeah. first two Predator movies, the first two Die Hard movies, Roadhouse, Ricochet, Executive Decision. All three Matrixes and Speed Racer. He also produced Xanadu. That was his first movie he produced. Whoa. Mm-hmm. That was a plot twist. Yeah. And he also produced a bunch of bad movies that I'm also going to list some here. Hudson Hawk, The Last Boy Scout, <laughs> Richie Rich 1994, Swordfish, <laughs> House of Wax, Fred Claus, Fred Claus, The oh, Book I... of Eli, V for Vendetta, 
both wow. of the RDJ Sherlock Holmes movies, which I know people have mixed feelings about. I'm not a huge fan. Oh, I love uh, those. And of course, the 2002 movie Ghost Ship, the movie that asks, what if a ship was a ghost? <laughs> yeah, ghost, ghost Ship is the one that has that wild opening, right, where everyone gets cut in half. I think so. The yeah. Tensile wire. Yeah. You know like more about. Yeah. You know more about Ghost Ship than any of the three of us the, combined. The I first. Think. The first ten minutes are worth watching. Same thing with the Last Boy Scout, which you also. Oh, mentioned. I do know the first yeah, scene in the Last Boy Scout opening sequence. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe that's something too. All of Joel Silver's movies. Mm-hmm. He must be doing something right if he keeps producing movies, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he wasn't just a movie producer. I have a first a pre round bonus question for you guys, and Whoa. everybody gets to um, guess. So Joel Silver is mostly known for his work in the film industry, but that's not all that he's like. Um, fa- he could be considered famous for. Which of these is a true fact about Joel Silver? Mm-hmm. The first, there's three facts here. The first is he developed the rules for Ultimate Frisbee along with some friends while attending high school in Maplewood, New Jersey. He co-founded the pet food brand Blue Buffalo with childhood friend Bill Bishop. Or three, along with his wife Karen Field or his then wife Karen Fields, Silver developed a new and improved diaper that received a patent in 2017. The diaper contains a soil impervious pocket that starts closed but can be opened easily by the diaper changer to access clean baby wipes. So did Joel Silver create the rules for Ultimate Frisbee, co-found Blue Buffalo, or create a new and improved diaper? Oh, my God. Yes, that's tough. Um, Are you looking at me? Do you want me to answer? Yes. I'm talking now already. Okay. Um, The diaper thing seems... I've never heard of that. I know what Ultimate Frisbee is. I know what... um, that second thing. That Blue, Buffalo? Can, Blue Buffalo. I've seen the ads. Yeah, we all watch Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. We've seen Blue yeah. Buffalo ads. So I'm, I'm going to go with the diapers. Okay. I'm going to say diapers too because that was just so specific. Mm-hmm. I think this is a trick question. I think all three of them are true. Um, you're all wrong, I'm afraid. <laughs> so Joel Silver created the rules for Ultimate Frisbee. How about like, that? If, if wow. you look on Joel Silver's Wikipedia page or the Wikipedia page for Ultimate, which is technically what the sport is called, he created it while he was a high school student in Maplewood, New Jersey. Wow. This oh was before God. he discovered Hollywood or cocaine. <laughs> um, so yeah, Blue Buffalo was just founded by Bill Bishop solely. And that um, patent that I found is actually a true patent in 2017, but it was um, filed by Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow. That's Jamie Lee Curtis's invention, wow. not Joel Silver's now invention. Now suddenly it seems like a better idea. All <laughs> oh, fun yeah, facts. Well, you're right about the misdirect. It was just that... Uh, yes, yes. We still all got it wrong, though. They were real in some capacity. You know, it's interesting. Uh, I thought the fact that he is a producer, mostly... I mean, producing is basically business. You know, the idea that he would have started a business like oh, yeah. dog food or yeah. something like that seems very compatible with yeah. like producing movies mm-hmm. definitely you know? yeah it, you're absolutely right bob the um like it, he seems to be able to get a big operation together and having silver producing a big budget action movie in 1993 means that you get the juice to bring in a lot of behind the scenes talent so they got british cinematographer alex thompson who's been who had been at that point working since like the 1950s i want to say probably he he's known for a lot of stuff but the one that i comes up on the top of my head is he was the cinematographer in alien 3 and that's the reason they wanted him because that movie has a lot of weird cinematography and um They also got the go-to editor at the time, Stuart Baird, to edit this movie. He's directed 
He um, edited a ton of great movies. He first hit the scene with the Richard Donner uh, Superman movies, one and two. Um, but then he went on to um, edit a ton of those movies that I actually named, like the good and the bad ones. <laughs> but having Baird as your editor anytime after 1990 is sort of a double-edged sword because no one disputes that he's a great editor. He's got a few Academy Award nominations and everything like that. He's a really technically talented editor. But because he was so good, studios would often give him a ton of money to like come in and be a Mr. Fix-It. Like they, they pretty much always would like call him up and say, "Hey, we filmed this whole movie. It's total garbage. <laughs> like the like we can't possibly bring these to studios. We'll give you a ton of money." Or in the case of um, a couple of times, um, they offered him an, a directing job if he would do it. So he has a couple of directing credits to like mixed effect, but he's an excellent editor. And that was definitely the case for this movie. The first version was over three hours long. And a lot of stuff was cut out. Um, Did anybody notice that Jesse the Body Ventura is in this movie? No. Only in the credits. Yes. So he's one of the bad guys who's unthawed. And there is a fight between him and Stallone that was shot and like everything. And it's just cut. Is he naked while he does that? Uh, not that I'm aware, but um, he definitely does get naked in this movie. I um, have more comments on the credits too when we get to that. Uh, the I've noticed closing some credits. the closing credits. <laughs> oh, okay. I noticed some uh, glaring omissions. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, One glaring omission. Yeah. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. We should oh. get through the first round first, though. Yeah. yeah. I I also think I know what you're talking about, and that will come up like okay. at some point in here. Yeah, this is like a very like strange project. It was like way too long. It was way too overblown. No one was happy about like the final project. Stuart Baird came in. I think he did a pretty good job. Yeah. The fact that the daughter and the mother are still in there is a big mistake. Yeah. There's a couple of other yeah, things. That for yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. There are some things that are only there are some jokes that are only there once and some jokes that are there eight times, which is like <laughs> you pick one or the, either get rid of all the other ones, but the one it's yeah, and then finally, we've got our two leads, Sly Stallone, who hasn't appeared yet on this podcast, nor Wesley Snipes, who are yeah, who are both pretty indispensable in their own weird ways. <laughs> if you did a word cloud of most of Stallone's Wikipedia, like the movie Wikipedias, the word ego would probably be the biggest <laughs> one on there. I mean, no one really disputes that he has like a talent for like writing. He's got a like a weird charisma. But for a big chunk of his career, it was kind of hard to tell the guy no. And it really does come through in some of his choices in these movies. It really feels like he's only doing some of these in one take where he's just like talking (laughs) super fast. And it's like, I don't think you really got all the words out in time. They're just kind of falling over each other. Yeah. Yeah, ego would be the first word, and then hunka chunka would be the first yeah. word. I wrote that down. I laughed so hard at that. Yeah. Like, hunka chunka. It sounds like an ice cream flavor, not like a sex yeah. thing. It really does feel like on the day he was like, oh, yeah, I'll, like, I'll, I'll come up with some specifics for that scene. And he's yeah. like, just uh, the, yeah. the hunka chunka. <laughs> I'll say things that no one actually calls sex. Yeah. No, and it's interesting knowing that they cut a lot from it because – the movie has its problems, but it really does a lot of world building. Oh my god, um, too much too, world building. <laughs> too much world building, but you could see why they're trying to make like a bigger, larger story because of that. So that it totally makes sense. Like I'm thinking back on like the things we never sort of like went back to, or like the things they introduced that were just kind of wild, but had no point in the story. Um, 
but we'll get into that. I, th- I have some critiques about the futuristic styles, but uh, it's, it, it is. They, they put a lot of effort into it. These movies don't always do that with the world building. And then Wesley Snipes, who, mm-hmm. no notes. The whole <laughs> movie, I think he's doing a really good job. I think he plays big and like he's a villain. I think all of his jokes land. It really <laughs> is like crazy how Sly let this be a two-hander with him. Because when you yeah. look at him against like 1993 Sly versus 1993 Snipes, like I, I'm almost rooting for Snipes like the whole time. You can tell he's having fun with this. Oh, and, like, yeah. And no one's telling him no, so he's just like free-ranging. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Snipes was very famous for doing a lot of improv on set. And it works because he has like a timing and he's charismatic. He also is, unlike most of these guys, like a trained martial artist. He has a black belt. And so he does a lot of his own stunts. That's cool. Though I know in some movies they'll like... He insists on doing his own stunts, and then they bring in a stuntman, and then those end up being the final ones. But I think he looks fine, like in a lot of those mm-hmm. like fight scenes. And yeah, just everything, It nothing's too silly, nothing's too like evil or serious or anything. He's doing a really good job. And also, yeah, like he, I, I was really blown away. I mean, he like, he will go from being really silly to like all of a sudden it's like very serious. Like I'm yeah. thinking about the scene where he can't shoot the Mm -hmm. like leader guy like he starts silly and then he like really is seriously like what's wrong with me what's going on Mm -hmm. like i think i think he really does an awesome job in this movie the good thing about wesley snipes career is there are like three really good movies and then the rest of the movies could be covered on this he does a good (laughs) job in all of his movies but i don't he was picking bad scripts there's a lot of like uh not blades in his like (laughs) career there's like blade two and blade three for instance blade two is good yeah. All right. Well, you'll have to wait for the Blade Two episode. Yeah. For that. Bla- Blade Three is atrocious. Yeah. yeah. Is that the one with Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. So that was a thorough discussion of Blade Three. Yeah. Back <laughs> to Demolition mm-hmm. Man, right? How about that Norman Reedus? All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We continued to talk about Blade Two for another mm-hmm. thirty minutes, but that was cut out. I think that this is. A, I think this is a good movie. Yeah. You know, and I think that uh, the thing that puts it into the realm of this podcast, I think, is just how absurd so many of the choices and the situation is. It's really absurd. And we will get into it, I'm sure. But in terms of, to me, like you mentioned the editing and Mm -hmm. like putting it together, like I think the story is pretty good. The acting is great. Like I think it's generally a good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I... I mean, I agree. I think everything that works in the movie works really well. Mm-hmm. There's so many leftovers in the film that are like, <laughs> that's true. Like, why is Dennis Leary in the in the sewer? Like, get <laughs> get that out of there. Get the stuff out with the family, like you yeah. said. Th- that stuff, like obviously the Dennis Leary thing is is sort of more critical to the plot. His daughter, like being left over, yeah. yeah, is is so confusing because it also it sort of seems like it's left on the table that Sandra Bullock is his daughter. I was and, thinking like, that they too. They should totally not have that. Yeah, we movie. could talk about this now because there's yeah. not like a question about mm-hmm. it. But um, according to like what I could find online, they did have scenes where the daughter was one of the people in the wasteland, one mm-hmm. of the oh, su- like freedom that fighters. It also doesn't quite make sense. He was frozen 36 years ago. Sandra Bullock's not 36 years old in this movie, I don't suspect. So I don't think he could have a daughter who is Sandra Bullock's age. Or if he could, Sandra Bullock probably would recognize him because he looks exactly like his he would have when yeah. he was frozen. And his name is John Spartan, the famous <laughs> like um, like yeah, a police officer. Known, yeah. 
Yeah, it is one of those things where it's like you think about it for five seconds and you're like, oh, is, that, is, her, is she his daughter? Because that's what the movie... And then you think about it for five more seconds and you're like, no, there's absolutely no way logistically that she could be his daughter. But it's still pretty upsetting. And that was kind of my biggest complaint about the movie is that it should have been longer. Uh, the time that he was frozen for. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, definitely. Oh, my God. Because, I have things to say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was the silliness and the goofiness really made it fun because of the commitment with all these actors and they had some truly ridiculous things happen. That was fun mm-hmm. to watch. I got so bored just listening to their future talk and the way that they formally addressed each other. It just was not doing it for me. And I'm like, how is it that it's only been 36 years Mm -hmm. and our society generationally have changed so much? Like who would have (laughs) taught these people who are in their 30s or younger how to speak this way? We had a different culture happening. Well, this is going to be like one hour of the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That part of it, we're definitely, so we should definitely get into the first round. Um, so the first round we've got, who are you people? Cause there are a ton of people in this so movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, I figured out a good way to include some of the main characters. What's the name of Sly Stallone's character? That would be John Spartan. Yep. John Spartan, the famous police officer mm-hmm. who I didn't write this. I, this isn't a question. Um, do you guys remember in when they're like going over his like um, file? He in three years he kidnapped a th- or kidnapped. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, he arrested a thousand a people, thousand people. Mm-hmm. and oh, then yeah. they say certified criminals or something <laughs> yeah, like that. I was doing that criminals. math. He yeah. made one arrest every single day, at least yeah. one arrest mm-hmm. every single day. That's insane. Absurd. He didn't take vacation. He didn't have weekends. Yeah, that's yeah. And again, it's sort of one of those things where like. Uh, yeah if there's obviously if there's a criminal like organization that's like there's so many people that you could arrest but then at the same time it's like i can't imagine that all those people that's like justified Mm -hmm. that's like where and again we know where the cryo prison but like where are you going to house that many people becomes like a refugee camp (laughs) yeah the movie said in the early 90s and you're talking about uh, late 90s is, yeah yeah it's, yeah it's like a post-apocalyptic world <laughs> like that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense yeah meanwhile in real life the 90s were like the best mm-hmm. time yeah. according yeah. to like our parents or anything yeah big willie was in office yeah um <laughs> but we we've got to get to the other like this is a two-hander what is wesley snipes's character Simon Phoenix. Simon yep. says. Simon says. Phoenix rising from the ashes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple of things to say about that. This one will be very interesting to um, our listeners. So this is also from the Wikipedia because this movie, believe it or not, has like five entries in the legacy section on its Wikipedia page. And this this the one legacy section. So like as in like um like things that happen like or things that reference this movie or something. Oh, like, yeah, okay, like okay. in the Demolition Man Wikipedia page like legacy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um inspired by the film, Dennis Rodman had his hair dyed and styled the same way as the character of Simon Phoenix played by Snipes for his San Antonio Spurs debut, which was the start of Rodman dyeing his hair different colors. Wow. Snipes hated the hairdo and shaved it off as soon as filming had wrapped. Wow. Wait, so this movie walks so that uh, Double Impact could run? Yeah. Double team. (laughs) Damn it, double team. Yeah, we'll do Double Impact. Like (laughs) I tell you, yeah, there's two Van Dams, and one of them's a bad Van Dam, and the (laughs) other one's a good Van Dam. Um, And yeah, so Dennis Rodman... Um, would then later go on to make the movie Double Team, but then he would go on to make the movie Simon Says, 
Ooh. Which is also like his character has the same first name as like um, Wesley Snipes in this one. Mm-hmm. And again, I think Snipes really felt this as a, a job, like a paycheck. <laughs> I don't think this re- movie really affected him. But yeah, shout out to our double team episode where you can hear us talk about that for however long that episode ended up being. Um, so now I'm going to actually ask you the name of the characters and you tell me like what kind of the character was because they're not. It's not like who's John Spartan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, who was Al, um, Alfredo Garcia? Um, that was Ben Blatt, Bratt. Oh, yeah, that uh, was Ben Bratt. Yeah, yeah, he was the... Uh, I was really happy because it was a Miss Congeniality reunion with mm-hmm. him and Sandy Bullock. I'm uh, like, I'm here for this. They're playing cop partners again. I'm like, I. yeah, I, I was hoping that was kind of what inspired some of Miss Congeniality. He was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a shame he's in, like, three scenes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I could have done with more. Yeah, <laughs> there's, like, 11 cop roles, and I'm like, make this two cop roles. Like, there's definitely one person who I feel like we could cut. We haven't gotten to him yet. Um, the next one, um, which character was Associate Bob? He was the white man in the kimono. Um, You'll have was, to be more specific. I know. I know. <laughs> it just bothered me how often he wore the kimono. Um, he was working for the, the guy in charge. He was kind of a lackey, but also like a little sassy too. I felt like he had... Th- this movie has a lot of interesting back characters that like should have more time or just no time at all, but... Yeah, I was convinced you were going to say um, Ortho from Beetlejuice. Yeah, this guy's got big... <gasps> oh my energy. God, it's Ortho from Beetlejuice. It's, yeah. it's not him, is it? Yeah. Oh, it is him. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I my was, God. For whatever reason, I was convinced that it was him, and then I thought I had looked it up, and it wasn't. But Wait now. a minute. Now I'm just thinking about the coconut. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Glenn Sh- Shaddix, I believe is his name. Okay. And, yeah, known for Beetlejuice, Demolition Man. He's also the mayor in uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh. Yes. Yeah, and, of course, I feel like I have to shout that out every time one of these characters from this movie is in. He was in Dunstan Checks In. Oh. We haven't done a Jason Alexander movie yet, but someday. <laughs> um, yeah, and a couple of other good movies, too. Unfortunately, he passed away real y- um, relatively young. Oh. Um, that is sad. Yeah. He has an interesting kind of, like, a, like as you said, like kind of slimy, wormy, like henchman character. And he's the henchman of like three different people in the movie. They keep passing him <laughs> yeah. around. Yeah, yeah, like he, he, really, com- he, he comes no with loyalty. the title. <laughs> yeah, he comes with the, like, the seat. So the next um, character, who's Edgar Friendly? That's Dennis Leary. Yeah, that's Dennis Leary in a role that, we'll get to it, could be cut right the heck out of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And he's basically just doing his stand-up from the 90s. Mm-hmm. I truly do believe that, like, Sly was, like, watching. And they're like, yeah, this guy's great. He, like, hates when, like, women are uppity and, like, that you can't eat red meat anymore or whatever. Get him in the movie. <laughs> Thank God that sort of comedy has kind of fallen by the wayside. Yeah. It really does date this movie right in 2032. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you do kind of believe he would like lead a group of people into a sewer where they didn't have food or apparently running water. Mm-hmm. Or rat burgers. Yeah, rat burgers. The, the rat burgers didn't look that bad. I gotta <laughs> say. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I, I'd be fine with a rat burger. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> the best rat burger I've ever had. <laughs> uh, the next um, character, who was Irwin? Um, that was Rob Schneider. Yeah, that was Rob Schneider in an mm. uncredited role yes. for some reason. Yes, that's what I was yeah, referring to. I, he had kind of, ju- I think he had just been fired from SNL, and he Ooh. is very clearly doing one of the only two characters, not the not making copies guy. I forget, it's the other character <laughs> that he has from SNL. 
that people actually remember fondly for some reason. Yeah, because he kind of just played the straight man to consistently point out that, like, oh, my God, he doesn't know our customs. He's from the past. Like, that's so funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he did it in sort of a silly voice, I Mm -hmm. guess. But that's what, yeah, the people of 1993 could not get enough. Also, it's Irwin, right? Irwin, yes. I watched this on um, uh, HBO Max, and it had subtitles, and it said Merwin on the Mm -hmm. subtitles. But then I kept hearing them. I'm like, I think they're saying Irwin. (laughs) Yeah, that poor intern that was like just trying. They're like, I'm not gonna look this up. It's not. It's not. It's not in the credits. It's it's Irwin. Whatever. That's actually. That's actually a good point. It's literally not in the credits. It is. No, he's uncredited. That's how I realized he's uncredited. Yeah. Looking for him to see what they spelled in the credits, and I'm like, oh, he's just not there. No, I, I again, I truly do think that's is like oh and this guy rob schneider he's great let's put him in the movie and it's like it's like yeah which which of the two skits do you want me to do the making copies <laughs> skit or the other one right who is um george early is that the uh the sort of the leader of the town he's like the uh the person who invented everything no okay he the police chief. He is the police chief. Mm. I left off Chief George Early. So played by Bob Gunton. Mm. He's the warden from Shawshank. Mm. Yes. And yeah. he's the bad guy in a couple of other movies. He wears the same glasses in this yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. He's he's doing a good job. Like um in this. I really he's he plays a good bad guy in mm. this. Yeah, he's very upset. Yeah. If we haven't we'll get to it, but he Seems like so. Sly's supposed to be like who would have been like seventy four had he not been frozen. He doesn't seem that much younger than seventy four. Like not crazy younger, but he keeps calling Sly like a Neanderthal and like a <laughs> Cro Magnum and stuff. Like that would be like calling like me calling somebody who's like twenty years older than me. It's like you're so primitive. <laughs> who is Lena Huxley? That would be Sandra Bullock. Yes. Um. Which I assume is a reference to Aldous Huxley. Yeah, you know it's it's not only that you don't have to assume it's oh. it's straight up a yeah. reference to Alden yeah. H- and Lean Lena is the name of the main woman in ah, 1984 okay. too. So wow, yeah, it's about as much about Brave New or I'm sorry, 19, 1984. It's, yeah, uh, Brave New World. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The writer was Aldous Huxley, and one of the main characters is L- Lena. Is that how I'm pronouncing that right? Like. I think so. It, yeah, Lena. I, we should know. Yeah. They said their first and last name a million times mm-hmm. in yeah. this movie. Yeah, yeah. Lena, Lena Crown is the essential character in the novel. Damn. Brave, Brave New Worlds really has nothing to do with what's going on in this movie. Yeah. Not, like, <laughs> this movie's barely even a post-apocalyptic. Not barely, acor- yeah, yeah. Not according to, like, two of the one-liners they say in that. <laughs> At one point, like, um, Snipes is like, it's a brave new world, yeah. Spartan. Oh, my God, did he actually say that? Yeah. I totally mm-hmm. missed that. Because I can understand the correlation with Brave New World. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the female character who's excited about, like, this, these things she doesn't know about. But that's as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. There's really not... If anything, like that character is Sly. He's the one entering the new world yeah. with such great people in it. But like Yeah. This movie is like twenty percent of a of a dystopia. It's yeah. just a utopia. Yeah. yeah. There's like <laughs> there's some people such do a bad fast things. Dystopia. Yeah. I would, so fast. I would trade our world today for this oh, world. Yeah, I, think <laughs> our, I, yeah, I would too. There's yeah. nothing that could stop me from doing <laughs> that. Oh yeah. But even with all the things that are banned. There's so many things banned. Yeah, I uh, fine. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> give, me a, give me a you want give me a rat burger and I'll live I'd rather live in the sewers. <laughs> you, you're saying you'd you'd live in that 
that place's sewers mm-hmm. rather than here. But the yeah. sewers are rebelling against the world. Yeah, whatever. That's fine. A little bit of <laughs> little bit of competition is healthy. The invisible hand of democracy of uh, capitalism. Yeah. I have some takes on the quote unquote dystopia of this movie. I got a lot of takes yeah. on a lot of things. So the next one I have here was who was Raymond Cocteau? Uh, is this the warden of the icy prison? <laughs> no, I didn't write down the name of the warden of the icy prison, but his name is William Smithers, which is I real close to Waylon Smithers. <laughs> yeah. Like, is oh, that like a Simpsons Smithers. joke? Mm-hmm. Yeah, talk about someone who would do great running a like a prison in this world. <laughs> uh, Mr. Burns would Mr. fit Burns. right in. Um, he is another white man in a Komodo, but he's the guy who created the cryo prison and is, uh, created the, the, he's the savior who created the new way of life that everyone follows. Yeah. It's, it's kind of vague what he is. So at one point, and I couldn't get this, but if you use the same subtitles that I was using on this, he mentioned something about being like gov mayor or something like that. And I'm like, oh, well, what, that must have some sort of explanation somewhere online. It's like, no, he has some sort of vague like position in society. Again, they're like, oh, this is like a dystopia. This is like authoritarian. It's like, is it? Is, th- is there some sort of like democracy? Is there some sort of opposition? We like don't see it. But yeah, so you got that one right. Yeah, it would it would sort of be one thing if the um, rules that he were putting in place were really authoritarian, but they're all sort of like cutesy. Yeah. Like they're all yeah. like weird, like, you know, don't jaywalk, like not like, you know, we're gonna cart you off to a gulag if you if you step out of line. Yeah. And it's they always say like, oh, like cigarettes are illegal and stuff, but then they're also like None of the people know how. None of the police know how to commit any violence. Yeah. So even if you do something illegal, like right. what are what are the like and ramifications? At the same time, they have so many police officers. Mm-hmm. Yes. For yes. there not being crime and for there not being violence, there are so many of them. What are mm-hmm. they doing? There's mostly just police officers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the last uh, question I have for people is: Did anybody remember who Zachary Lamb was? Uh, yeah, he was actually the only person who was in the original, or not the only person, but like, uh, he was uh, Sly's friend from the beginning, and then he actually aged over those 36 years, and uh, kind of was like, he's like, oh, well, you don't know about um, uh, John Spartan? Yeah, like, he had a really funny line that I liked that was like, something along the lines of, uh, you'll never read anything like this in a book about mm-hmm. him or something crazy like that. Yeah, he's actually the helicopter pilot in the beginning. He's played by Grand L. Bush as the young um, lamb who plays one of the Johnsons in Die Hard. Mm-hmm. So that's another movie where he's in um, a helicopter. Mm-hmm. And then um, as an older person, he's played by Bill Cobbs, who is one of the guys in a movie I like to reference on this podcast, The People Under the Stairs. <laughs> so this is the second movie in a row where one of the main characters in People Under the Stairs is. And then it's also the second movie in a row where one of the bad guys looks or sounds a lot like Gru from Despicable <laughs> Me. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. and I'm correcting his line because I, I did write it down. I liked it. He was talking about Simon Phoenix and he said, he's evil in a way you'll never read about. <laughs> Yeah, that is a weird thing to say. <laughs> it just felt like they're really trying to hype him up as a sociopath, and it's just mm-hmm. like, okay, that's just also very vague. And it's just, it, I don't know, they throw the word evil around a lot. Mm-hmm. So, Also, 
um, Jack Black is an uncredited wastelander in this. Wait, I ver- thought that yeah. was Jack Black. I yeah. did a double take, and I'm like, oh no, he probably just looks like him. He was like in the background of the of the uh, underground people scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he, I think it, um, one of his first uh, credited roles is Mars Attacks, mm-hmm. which is yes. the same year, ninety three. Ninety three. Yeah. Think so. Hmm. so yeah, this would have been another early Jack Black role. Wow. Yeah, they do refer to it as the wasteland. It's yeah. a sewer. Yeah, it's like yeah. not a wasteland. <laughs> yeah, they they only and they only refer to it as the wasteland once, mm-hmm. which is something I I clocked. <laughs> I would really love to know what's going on in places other than the city. Yeah, like, they really what's, don't. What's, what's yeah. Michigan up to? It, he like, says something at one point. He's like, "Oh, nobody from New York. Like, I don't want to deal with anybody from New York." Yeah. And I really thought we were going to get a clue. Like, he was going to be like, "Oh, New York is destroyed" or something like that. Like, we get no. Information about the rest of the yeah, world. Is there a Europe this, still? I was thinking the same thing because they talk about like 2010. There was the big incident or whatever, mm-hmm. but like he only invoked these laws in this one city. So like, is are they isolated from the rest of the world? Do, does anyone else follow the system? Because they were only concerned about the city following it. Right. They mm-hmm. they almost would have to be isolated to have such a like a dichotomy between the like the underground dwellers and the people above the ground but again mm-hmm. their culture is like such a way of life that is mm-hmm. so ingrained in them in a short amount of time so i don't know well we also don't know what the culture is at all like we see the cop culture we see a lot of people walking the streets in like like plague outfits like yeah. giant <laughs> brimmed hats and mm-hmm. like black cloaks yeah, it's not like Sly is like hobnobbing with an average person. Like he only hangs out with police officers mm-hmm. or Wesley Snipes in this movie. So it's not yeah. like we're seeing what a day to day like life would be of these people. No, yeah. that's true because they really do push the morality culture, but it's just the cops who are pushing that. So are they mm-hmm. just like really drinking the Kool Aid, or is that how everyone acts and everyone's perfectly okay with never committing crimes? Yeah, we'll never know. <laughs> but what we will know is. Um, the beats of this movie that I have for us for questions. So um, the next question I have, what year does this open up in? 1996. Yes, 1996. So this movie was like written in like 1992. (laughs) And so they go off into the far off future of 1996. Um, I guess it's like kind of a commentary on like the LA riots or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Oh wow! But uh, or something like because it's like crazy to imagine in four years like the world would be so different and like so much more militarized and stuff like that. Yeah, I was surprised they only put the beginning four years in the future. That's really assum- assuming that in four years from when the movie was made, they'd have this cryogenic yeah. technology. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Right. That too. Yeah. It's it is kind of crazy. Yeah. This movie is very, very ambitious about the future, like mm-hmm. <laughs> how fast things are going to be developed and happen. Mm-hmm. And um, the next question I have is, what is the opening shot of this movie? Wow. Uh, is it from behind the Hollywood sign? Yeah, the Hollywood yeah. sign is on fire. On yeah. Oh, I remember noting that. I forgot. Yeah, it's because, again, it's real bad for yeah. some reason. Yeah, that's how you can Not tell Hollywood. it's bad. Yeah. So was the Hollywood sign fine and then tonight they lit it up? Or does somebody come around Good and question. regas the Hollywood <laughs> sign like every night? Like it, it's implied that like they're flying over. It's like, oh, it's it, Hollywood's in such bad shape. The Hollywood sign's on fire. I'm like, yeah, you can do that once to the Hollywood <laughs> sign. And yeah, because then... did Wesley Snipes do that before he went to his other thing? He's like, I'm just going to light this on fire. It would have been interesting had we seen that because um, I get into it now, but like 
the opening terrorist attack is kind of the best like done action scene in this movie. <laughs> they it sort of is on like a decline curve where like by the end I'm kind of over all of the like it gets yeah. way too futury and like it's there's not a lot going on but like um that opening scene where he like comes down the um helicopter mm-hmm. and he's like mm-hmm. beating the different people it feels a lot like the first two batman movies where he's mm-hmm. doing the backwards like punch and stuff <laughs> like that and he's like tripping people and a lot of like non-gun related like um kills and like putting people down my favorite part is when he has the standoff with Wesley Snipes and he lights the, the, uh, the gasoline on fire and the fire roars up and knocks the gun out of his hand. Yeah, oh, 100%. It's like, yeah. why wouldn't he just shoot him once he put that? And they're like, well, no. well, he'll like throw the gun away. No, like, the <laughs> fire literally knocks it out of his hand. I love that. Yeah, yeah. it almost says thwack when it does it. <laughs> yeah, we mentioned he had over a thousand arrests or exactly a thousand arrests. I like to imagine all of them were made exactly like this, where the helicopter comes down and then he just jumps right out of it. Uh, and he, he's on the scene and he's ready to go yeah so he's um fighting with wesley snipes because snipes did a bad thing does anybody remember what the bad thing is he did uh he like uh, kidnapped a bunch of people that were on a bus yeah i guess a bus drove past his warehouse and that's like a no-no yeah he said like nobody's allowed to come here he's like but the bus still came it's yeah. like what did you yeah. check the routes like rain or shine <laughs> yeah. it's like there's open combat in the streets we see shots <laughs> yeah. of just like armed insurgents everywhere and it's like oh, i'll take the bus yeah so, <laughs> yeah so sly's fighting all these nameless um, henchmen going up and then snipes this is like a great thing where he's like watching him on all the cctvs and stuff like that and as you said like there's the gasoline his office is in a room full of like gasoline barrels for some reason <laughs> and i'm Safe. sorry but he would have smelled that right there's oh, so much gasoline so- oh yeah yeah and they made it as like a surprise like oh my god the gasoline's dripping fire everywhere yeah you look at a guy like sly you're like maybe he can't smell like maybe he <laughs> suffered enough blows to the head that like maybe he doesn't smell anymore i was gonna say he is a man who sounds like he perpetually has a concussion so that's fair yeah or his nose is all stuffed up like <laughs> Yeah, what do you want to have a fray? Just got hit in the nose too many times. I'm not going to try that again. I can't. Well, I've already embarrassed myself enough with this. (laughs) Hey, everybody, this is my sly impression. (laughs) Um, Yo, Adrian, I did it. So they did a... (laughs) (laughs) Um, So... The, at the end of the fight, they actually, they wink to the audience and they kind of like imply what the ending of the movie is going to be. Does anybody remember how they sort of like telegraphed the end of the movie in the first fight? It's a line one of the characters says. Yes. I don't know if this is what, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but um, I, he says, um, it's like, he says, uh, is it cold in here? Or as he says, it's like, is it hot in here or something? Like before he lights the fire and then Sly says that again at the end. Uh, Yeah, he says it's as cold in here. I wasn't looking for that. Okay. I, I was actually looking Can for... Can I take a guess? Yeah. I, I don't know if this is true. I'm just going to take a guess. Um, I'm going to knock your head off. Almost. Ah. Uh, uh. That's like too close. Um, I'm going to have to like... <laughs> he says um, um, they're fighting and I guess... Snipes drops something and he said, I would lose my head if it wasn't attached. And then he gets decapitated at the end. Fun. But yeah, there's to your point, I didn't write it down, but he says something along the lines of like, is it cold in here? uh, Snipes says that to Sly. And then at the end, Sly says that to Snipes. Mm -hmm. And then Snipes says, 
good memory. Yeah. But to them, that would have happened like 48 hours in the <laughs> yeah, past. True, so true. anything that had happened, it's not like it's been 36 years where it would be like if, if like this weekend, it's like, oh, yeah, you said something at the record. It's like good memory. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that was like two days ago. <laughs> I know I look like I've hit a, I've had a lot of blows to the head, but I can remember stuff. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's very similar to the plot of Wrath of Khan, if like Kirk was also frozen, because you've got you've got uh, what's his face, Ricardo Montalban comes off the ice, and he's a, he's like Wesley Snipes in this movie, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's not what happens in Wrath of Khan, Steve. Well, okay. He doesn't come off the ice. Ca- that's what happens prior. Okay, in, in the all show. Right, he all comes right. off the ice. Yeah. But yeah, this is like the eugenics war from yeah. the, the early 2000s, as it, this, described in Star Trek. <laughs> it also reminds me of Macbeth. Oh, I would oh, say. <laughs> oh, good. Now I know this is getting cut out. <laughs> not enough trellises. Yeah. Um, so the like snipes end up blowing up the building and an explosion that looks pretty good Mm -hmm. in in a the final explosion looks really bad and i have got some like jokes about that um but the um initial explosion looks really good but it's not very good for the hostages i don't have a question here like because clearly they're all killed and like i guess it's implied that like spartan spartan like saves snipes because he's like he doesn't want to kill him Mm -hmm. and then like they bring like them out and then snipe says like he made me blow up the building and of course because they're police officers they believe like wesley (laughs) snipes and they don't believe sly stallone this is such a ridiculous sequence. <laughs> yes. And yes. it happens so quickly. Yeah. It's like you blink and he's they're putting him in that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There are so many things wrong with this situation. Sylvester Stallone is a cop who is known for blowing places up, <laughs> yeah, like, I right. guess by accident, like, as part of his line of duty. And then he gets somehow blamed and put in prison for the murders that he didn't commit yeah. like don't worry they explain it later in the movie well, so I there's actually, like no payoff i actually like that part because wesley for two reasons one because wesley snipes like actually makes a good argument and he does it in front of enough people to hear that like he knew there was hostages and he still blew that place up i'm like that's a good argument against this guy who is like a cowboy cop does reckless stuff and the second reason i like it is because like obviously we know how it ends and that he was not responsible but like those movies where there are cowboy cops who go against the like i'm gonna break the rules to do the right thing like finally there's consequences for someone Mm -hmm. like that and i appreciated that because like everything about like the police can be glorified sometimes and be like oh yeah they, they gotta do what they have to do in order to get these crimes it's like no, there are consequences. And if the only way you're looking for hostages was through the, what was it, the uh, heat sensor, check a little bit more before yeah. you blow up a building, Well, man. I, I, you know, I totally agree with you, Mo, on the accountability piece. The thing that just struck me, though, is that, like, how many situations could he have possibly been in that ev- that he has a reputation for a building blowing up, mm-hmm. like, yes. every single... Like, what... He had to have had casualties. Yes. Like, and also, but, like, how did that even... How does he even find himself in those situations to enough times for this to be a thing that is associated with him? It's yeah. just yeah. absurd. Yeah, my problem with it, as far as accountability goes, is that he wakes up in Utopia. The world's a <laughs> much better place. I yeah. was thinking... That 
that too. It's yeah. like so, like you know, does everybody get to be like like put under ice and go to like Utopia? Like, why sure. is it, it? It doesn't seem that way because none of the people from the past, other than Sly, right. and it seems like no one gets out. Yeah, yeah but, no, they, but, had, they had a parole hearing before uh, Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. yeah, Wesley Snipes has a parole hearing before Sly. The man who did all the hostage yeah. taking and like blew up the building <laughs> gets so a true. parole hearing before the cop who I guess instigated the explosion. Forget the ice technology for a second. The technology where they can subliminally yeah. teach you something yeah. is like, put me under right now. <laughs> I want to learn French. Like, <laughs> I'll get in the jelly tub. No, and here's where I appreciate the world building. Because my first thought was just like, this is not rehabilitation. They're unconscious during this time. Like, what is the point of a penal system if they're just going to wake up and still be criminals and not have, uh, you know, have a decent parole? But uh, they answered that question. And so I was appreciative of that world building. Yeah, I think there's literally a line when somebody says, like, the cryo prison is not a punishment or something, or, like, something, mm-hmm. like, and I'm like, yeah. or it is a punishment. It's like, it kind of isn't. It's, like, <laughs> not a punishment. Like, it's, like, as you said, like, imagine, like, going to sleep for a week and coming up and being able to, like, fence or something like that. <laughs> like, you can just, like, matrix, like, information into your head. Yeah, yeah, and between this movie and Virtuosity, I think the 90s had a real vision about what crooked cops in, pr- like, what kind of, like, you can put criminals who were previously cops through science experiments, and that's okay. I guess, yeah. Oh, it's like that episode of Dexter's Lab where he learns French at night and oh he, my God. he can only say omelette du fromage. I do remember oh that. God. I just remember what it was. Just like that. And <laughs> it's just like calm. that. <laughs> and his, his life gets better because he knows that one phrase in French. Mm-hmm, yeah. Everyone yeah. loves him. All right. <laughs> so Sly is, again, I guess there was a whole hearing and everything like and he was found guilty by a jury of his peers presumably and he gets put in the ice block um so full frontal he does yeah full yes. frontal yeah, we, yes. we've got to talk about this yeah, yeah. so uh, the only like thing that i'm going to add at the beginning and i'm just going to like like let you guys go is so he had duplicates of the um, frozen John Spartan put on display at a bunch of the Planet Hollywoods mm-hmm. because yep. he was oh one God. of he was one of the original um, celebrity investors along with like Bruce Willis and a couple of other celebrities okay. in the original Planet Hollywood. So I, I don't know if they they probably look like um, some of the um, buildings that Wesley Snipes was in now, but if you can wander <laughs> through one right now, you might look up and see. Like uh, a, a John Spartan, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> naked. Yeah. No, it's it's another similarity with virtuosity. A lot of full frontal men. Nothing yeah. gets my appetite going. Like I, <laughs> I want to pay twenty dollars for a burger after I see. Fly <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, can I switch spots with you on the booth? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, like, it's like right yeah, under it's his like testicles. Like, yeah. yeah. Too good of the eyesight. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where like. Uh, um, so 1993, Terminator 2 had just come out mm-hmm. a few years before, and okay. I really do think it broke Sly that like like Arnold had this because he tries like five or six sci-fi franchises mm-hmm. after 1991, and none of them stick. Like we haven't even done Judge Dredd yet. It's like it's like Demolition Man with more Rob Schneider in yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Judge Dredd really is like this movie, like between the same cast and just the tone. Yeah, and. 
I do think that he's like, well, like um, Schwarzenegger was naked in that. Maybe I can do that too, or something like that. He does reference Schwarzenegger again in this movie too. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is crazy that they reference Schwarzenegger. It's crazy they don't reference Rambo or Rocky in this movie. They do <laughs> reference Rambo. Oh, do they? Yeah, Wesley Snipes making. Uh, oh when yeah, he's he in does. The with the guns. Oh, he's there you like, go. Oh, hello. Like, he looks at the guns like, hey there, Rambo. Oh well, there you go. So I didn't Sly even did make get, that connection. Sly did get one of his notes into the script. Yeah, <laughs> him and Schwarzenegger are buddies, right? Like they did the Expendables. Like they yeah, maybe friends. I, I especially nowadays. I don't think they have any sort of like animosity, but they definitely yeah. had a rivalry. Yeah, like yeah. no question that they had a rivalry, and I, it's a shame because again, we talk about like his ego, and again, it's not like I've met him personally or anything like that. But he he says stuff that's really funny because of how earnest he is sometimes, mm-hmm. and. If he would, if he would let off the gas a little bit on the ego, I think he it, his jokes would land a little bit better. Like when he's like, "Oh, I don't even want to know how Schwarzenegger became president." You, it would be really funny if you don't didn't kind of believe that he like he really doesn't want to know. Yeah, like, one of my favorite lines from him in this movie was a very earnest one. That's the exact word I thought about. I don't want to jump too much ahead, but like it was just it was genuinely funny because he was just being so earnest. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll say it because I'm teasing now. Yeah, but, there's a bunch of um, earlier Sly movies that will eventually do where he definitely has a little bit more of a leash to just like Mm -hmm. go off and just kind of ad lib and those jokes do kind of land because you really do believe that some dude who looks like Sly would just be making (laughs) a joke about like something like on the shelf or something like that yeah and the joke that I was referencing it really was like the one time I laughed a lot in this movie was uh, when Sandra Bullock says that kissing is outlawed and he just so earnestly just goes damn a really good tank kisser. <laughs> like he was just like he was just genuinely sad about that. I'm like it, it just landed very well. Could you do that, Bob? Uh, no, well you couldn't. Yeah, I could do it. You know, I just say, uh, uh, yeah, I am a really good kisser. You know what I mean? <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's the end of the first round. Oh, I I did just want to. I think we should talk more about the him in the in the big tub. Okay, yeah. cool. Because <laughs> get it get it out of your yeah. system because this is where it ends. We're so they put him in there, and I think it's pr- maybe I don't think it is acting, but I'm gonna say it's my favorite moment of acting in the movie. He looks so genuinely terrified yeah. as that water fills in because I think they did just put him in a big tub of water. <laughs> and he like they're like, hold your breath until we cut away. He's, like, he's panicking. He's panicking. Yeah. He's in there. You would be horrified. Maybe sedate him first. Yeah, yeah, right, like, right. And he was naked and there's a lot of cameras. Yeah. Right. Presumably those tanks are used for human-sized people. Why not make it human-shaped? Mm-hmm. Right. And, you know, are you going to wake up in Jabba's palace? You don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, it's they cut to it when they we see it in the future. It's like some of them are like in little holes and a couple of them are just lying around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I stubbed yeah. my toe on like the terrible criminal. Yeah, it kind of looks like a display. Ago. Yeah. 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 It's like a museum display. Yeah, it's like of. they're using me as a bench. Like, yeah. I would have a real fear of when you finally get frozen in the goo of being in a terrible position because mm-hmm. you're just stuck that way and people are looking at you. I'd right. either go like fetal position or like just find something that looks a bit more natural than mm-hmm. like the sprawled out full mm-hmm. frontal. Yeah, well, that is kind of what happened because he's he's like yeah, he's sort of up in yeah. a very awkward way he sort of is like kneeling sort mm-hmm. of we gotta find one of those props i'm gonna buy it <laughs> From go with god yeah. yeah thank you yeah 
Um, so yeah, let's hear the scores at the end of the first round. Okay, at the end of the first round, we have Steve with one point, and then both me and Bob are tied at six. Oh wow, mm. this is yeah, oh, boy. What a strategy of not watching the movie in <laughs> preparation for this. <laughs> this movie. It's great. Yeah, I know. Me and this movie connect. All right. So um, we now that Sly is naked and frozen, we're gonna jump to the future. Does anybody remember what year we jumped to? 2032. Yep, 2032. Mark your calendars. We're pretty soon going to be like living like they do in the future. That would um, be great. Yeah. To be fair, they did predict having uh, Zoom calls. So. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a couple <laughs> of things they do get right. Um, does um, anyone remember the name of the principality we go to? Um, it's San Angeles. Yeah, San Angeles. Yeah, which is, um, I think Blade Runner is the first one to use San Angeles. But there's, oh. it's it's one of those things that like a bunch of sci-fi movies use. It's not really like the idea that like Los Angeles and that like greater area becomes like one big principality. It's um, referenced in a couple of other like things. Um, so then we have this pretty tranquil-looking future, but then a little like robot um, like pokes out of the um, the grass and like spray paints something. Does anybody remember what it spray paints? Oh, is is it like get bent or something? It's not get bent. <laughs> oh, darn. Um, is it life is hell? It is life is hell. Mm. Really makes you want to join the wastelanders, right? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, if they're like nihilists, but they're. Not nihilist. They believe in things. Like, that's their whole thing. They have principles. It's, I guess they're just really into the aesthetics of nihilism. <laughs> that they're like, they're like, they're into like the Bart Simpson of, of it all. They like the costume that come with it. Yeah, I guess so. Could they just rejoin society if they wanted to? I think so. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. We haven't gotten to I'm like yet. really unsure about guess, that. Except also, for Dennis Leary because he's wanted. But yeah. Is he, he wanted? He, yeah, that's the whole reason he brings Wesley Snipes back, right? Yeah, yeah, so he wants him killed. Yeah. I don't even know if in the movie they establish that he's like, a, he's like okay. wanted. So maybe they're not acknowledging yeah, his existence. It's like double be, uh, secret probation. Yeah, it's they the want it, yeah. yeah. Yeah, like again, if, if like um, obviously the main bad guy is like trying to get him killed like extrajudiciously. But if Janis Leary is like, he comes up on the surface, he's like, I want to join the society. Won't they just let him? Yeah, probably. Like, yeah, it's it's really hard to, I don't think this is a dystopia. Mm -hmm. I think this is just a utopia. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, there's like all the stuff about like, they don't have sex. Like they, it's like limited what you can like eat and what you can do and what you can, yeah, but you I can agree with meat, you. You can't uh, have salt. Right, right. But yeah. How do they stop you? Right. Yeah. Like if that's, you're, if you and I your agree. spouse live at home, that's what the other would thing. Stop well, you? Right. We know how they stop him from cursing because I guess they. It is in 1984. Everyone's listening in all the time because they do get charged every time they curse. Yeah, for half a credit, which I don't know how much half a credit. Maybe it would just. But really they also don't use money. They yeah. they yeah. said money. that, yeah. so it's very I strange. I yeah. Know. How yeah. do yeah. they? How do they pay for the three seashells? Right, yeah. and also, <laughs> how do the people underground? afford a fancy spray machine and they can't afford food yeah i don't understand true. yeah they're like back to basics like um <laughs> yeah like luddites except with their graffiti technology yeah. and they're like they're like camera technology yeah. where they've got like the little periscopes i guess it would sort of make sense if the rest of the country was a wasteland 
Like, yeah, you have like to, like, like, do yeah. the math of, like, well, there's no crops in the sewers. There's no crops coming yeah. from America's yeah. bread basket. I would yeah. like to see that. Yeah. There, there's no limit to any of their resources, it seems like. It seems like everyone is well-fed. Mm-hmm. Everyone is well-clothed. Everyone has a, like, um, shelter, except if you give that up to live in the sewer. Mm-hmm. Which, again... They don't even seem to try to stop people from living in the sewer. <laughs> they only try to stop them from coming up and stealing their food mm-hmm. when because they choose to not live in the place where there's food. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and the movie sort of posits that culture as a whole is like ground to a halt, but we see people like wearing colorful outfits. Yeah. Like there's some culture has like developed between when Sly went on ice and when he comes off the ice that we just don't know anything about. And they still, it's not like they don't have access to the old stuff. Like, we see Sandy's, um, like, office has a ton of that stuff in it. I'm glad you brought that Mm -hmm. up, Steve, (laughs) because the next question I have is, I've got um, a bunch of specifics from her office. Mm -hmm. Who thinks they can name at least three? Okay. I just felt like a Mark question, so I was anticipating Mm -hmm. this. Mm -hmm. There is a Lethal Weapon poster. Which Lethal Weapon? Oh, shit. Um, damn it, Steve. Don't gloat. Um, <laughs> you could do another first, one if you first, want. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'll do a different one. Um, there is a Red Hot Chili Peppers album mm-hmm. cover. Mm, which one? Um, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. I, I, even the Lethal Weapon should be fine. But you have, yeah. There is a poster that says something about the bomb. I, I couldn't, qu- I didn't really know that reference. Yeah. I just mm-hmm. know so I am bomb. going to give you that one because. And then I have. Hold on. Yeah. There's a sword on the wall. It's like a, a, a katana sword. Yeah, I try not to include some of the specifics like swords and stuff because it's like swords and toys and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, that's good enough for a point. Does anybody remember some of the other specifics? Just we can name them. Yeah, go for it. Well, can I elucidate us on some of the, the more specific? You, le- you mean correct me. <laughs> it's Lethal Weapon 3. I apologize. It's Lethal Weapon 3. Yeah. It is... Uh, Blood Sugar Sex Magic yeah, is the, the album. And it's record. it's a boy and his dog poster, correct? The It's not. Oh, it's not? Yeah, so yeah. it's oh. I think that is a reference to a boy and his dog. Okay. But it's um the band is called Bomb and oh. the album is called Hate Fed Love, which had just come out. Um Is that a real album? Yes, according to Discog, oh. and like it's on Spotify, but I can't find any information about that band. I was like blown <laughs> away. Like it was, it was harder to find information about that band than the people who made the licensed music for Tammy and the T Rex <laughs> last week. I found more information about them. I mean, to be honest, I really didn't know what that poster was. It could have been a band. It could have been an, like a promotional poster for bombs. I yeah. really could not tell. Yeah. yeah. So some of the They're other the ones. Yeah. Some of the other ones. Yeah. There were some swords and some knives, which not really in a twentieth century thing to just have a sword or like knives especially not those ornate ones um there were some fire trucks um which again (laughs) a toy fire truck not really something an adult would have it's like sort of like how ariel like collects things like Like a fork yeah exactly um there was an oakland raiders um helmet like back Mm. when they were in oakland um, and like a football and stuff like that there was a jack-in-the-box on her um, oh i missed that and the biggest one of all that i was convinced people would do is on her desk there's a jar 
of peanut brittle that when you open it, a snake comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Something that people in the like 1990s loved to do. Those 20ths, I think they called them. Yeah, 20ths. Yeah, I was constantly when I was when, like when I was like a kid getting handed peanut brittle containers. And you fell for it every time. And I time. fell for it every time. Um, yeah, and then a bunch of other stuff that the props department, I'm sure. Had, like took some time to do but not that interesting but yeah the the like lethal weapon three again a movie that the producer was also Makes marketing at the time <laughs> yeah um yeah i think here somebody says something about either freezing people is a punishment or not a punishment and i'm like it kind of isn't a punishment so we've introduced sandy and a couple of the other um police officers in the future this is the one time in that set of scenes where Sandra Bullock seems real upset about how boring the future is. <laughs> because this goes on where it's like Sly like says like kind of comes in and starts like disparaging how they are. Everyone seems happy. And um yeah. what's the name of the guy from Miss Con- Or Benjamin Bratt? Oh yeah, it's Benjamin Bratt. Bratt You're right. Bad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, when Ben when she's talking to Benjamin Bratt and she asks him like, yeah, don't you think things are, wish things were more exciting? He's like, no. <laughs> and if I was in his position, I'd be like, no. Yeah, like, we've accomplished peace in our lifetime. Why yeah, would exactly. you want violence? It's, yeah, it's literally the thing that all societies have been striving towards <laughs> we've created. And obviously there are some uncertainties and there's, there's always going to be like wants that humans have. But if I was a police officer, I'd be very happy if there was no crime on a day while I was on the job. Yeah, and that makes me think that the the main dude, Dr. Croteau or whatever his name is, yeah. like he destroys his own utopia. Oh, and 100%, it's because yes. Of, it's because of graffiti. Yes. Like yeah. he's so upset by graffiti, he introduces a psychopath into the world. Yeah. Like things and would have been fine if he didn't do that. Yeah. He destroys his own society, like utopia that he built because Dennis Leary is too annoying. Yeah. I, I think we should talk at least a little bit that the movie does not present this place as a utopia. Oh, the movie yeah. has like a, a weird, like, this place is too woke for me sort mm-hmm. of attitude oh, yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah, it really does feel like a PC police mm-hmm. sort of. Yeah. Like, oh, like at the, in, in what, 1990s people, they were like worried that Bill Clinton was too much of a hippie for them <laughs> and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, isn't it real funny that there's no crime at all? So, again, now we go back to the cryo prison. And it's time for Snipes' parole hearing. Not sure why a man like that would get a parole <laughs> hearing, especially when we find out later he doesn't have any sort of rehabilitation programming or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Does any Did anybody catch the password that Snipes uses to unlock his like um, chains? Teddy bears. Yeah, he says teddy bears. And then his cuffs unlock. And then we start seeing people getting brutally murdered because mm-hmm. make no mistakes folks this is an r-rated movie mm-hmm. and the people are cursing mm-hmm. and people are not just like dying from squibs like off screen people are getting their necks broken <laughs> people are getting their limbs ripped off and in this scene somebody gets their eye ripped out yeah. and they're pretty like blazing about showing it it's a goofy r-rated movie <laughs> were you gonna say something uh murder death kill uh, murder <laughs> death kill yeah. yes yeah exactly um, oh, man. Yeah, that was the next question. That oh, I had. sorry, so, sorry, yeah, sorry. No worries. Yeah. Um, so is I was well, I was going to correct you. I, I was going to be like, oh, he no, he murder death kills them. Yeah. Which the I do not. What does MDK stand for? Yeah, <laughs> I do not understand 
that murder, death, kill. Like, what am I missing in that phrase? Mm-hmm. Like, what? I don't okay. understand. So here is actually my biggest complaint about the movie. Um, and I've, I've talked about this a little bit, and I want to take out some notes I made. But it's just, they, I do commend the world building. They have more of a conversation about it, the creators of this movie, than a lot of the movies that we do. But their futuristic language, the way that they evolve, the way that, like, there's nothing original about it. They don't make up their own terminology. They don't make it like cool slang. They just, the writer just had a thesaurus <laughs> and he looked through new ways of saying words. And it, I, I wrote a few down cause it's like, please exit rapidly. No, it's like you, you're saying please exit quickly, <laughs> but you just changed the one word or this is a stress breeder. Uh, yeah. Murder, death, kill. They're just trying to like repeat the things they've already said without adding any more to it. Enhance your calm. Uh, that was a de hurtful retraction. Like it's yeah. just, it was insane. Like they really did not try to, and again, maybe because it was only 36 years and it, it, this movie should have been like 70 years, a hundred years in the future, but not a lot changed in terms of their language, but they all sounded terrible. Mm-hmm. Like it was just so boring listening to them talk that yeah, way. Yeah, it really stifles some of the actors. It like does. I would love to see Sandy like branch out a little bit and use some language that is like not murder, death, kill. But and I, she does do that a little bit. But she's a great actress. Yeah, but like 100%. she's like they really keep her like locked up with mm-hmm. those words, and it's just it's like, yeah, she's not very good. It, with that. It's so hard for Benjamin Bratt to make an impression when he has to say things like that for the ten seconds he's on screen. Mm-hmm. I will say that I there were some things of that that I liked. I mean, I liked when they kept saying, like, oh, my joy, joy thing. It's like I could see that being a thing in the future. Or also, like, when um, when there's the one part where he's having a meeting and he walks out and he says, would you be well them for me? And yeah. I thought yeah, that was well. very funny. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's a shame they do it, like, if they did it 10 times instead of 90 times, right, I think it yeah. would sort yeah. of, like, right. land. That's yeah. true. Or if yeah. they chose a couple of things and then constantly redid it, I think. But... They're not super consistent with it. And the other thing, somehow we didn't bring this up. So it's 36 years in the future. So like Sly is is, um, frozen. And then we get to a day where everything has changed like that. Like, did they get self-driving cars like the next day? Mm -hmm. Like, did all this technology happen the next day? Because a bunch of people there seem to be older than 36. So like... Is this the time we're going to talk about this? Go for it. Do you want to like... I just like it blew my mind how oblivious everyone is to what the world was like 36 years ago. Like it is absurd. I am 36 years old. Like the idea that I am totally oblivious about what the world was like, like the year that I was born, like, uh, you know, they're, they're surprised because he doesn't know how to use the bathroom or he doesn't know how to imagine you being surprised that someone who came back from 1987 doesn't know how to use a cell phone or doesn't know how to like have things that you know did not exist in 1980. Yeah, we have to deal with like older people like not having right, to know, having to know <laughs> yeah. right, exactly all yeah. the like, time. There yeah, but weren't enough generations for this culture to really be embedded in everyone. Yes, yeah, but, exactly. But that's even less where it's like things that were around 1980, but. It's not like these things were invented like the day he was frozen. Right. They were invented like nine years ago or right. whatever, where right. it's like you would remember what it was like before like the mm-hmm. three shells and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Like <laughs> it's not like, yeah, the they weren't like cutting the ribbon at the three shell factory the day <laughs> yeah. that he was frozen or something like that. Yeah, they I mean they've eliminated crime. People don't seem to have to work too hard. Like, what are they doing in their free time? Like <laughs> yeah. Taco Bell. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Like, 
Again, yeah, yeah 1987. It would be like not knowing that the talking heads exist right. or something right. like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like calling them barbarians because they grew up in the 90s. Right, yeah. right. It's absurd. Yeah. yeah. And the, I guess um, this was 1993 this movie came out. So this would have been like, here's what like Y2K is going to be like. Here's the new 21st century. They're like, very optimistic for not being that far from the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's almost, and again, like, it's, it is optimistic to us. We're looking at it. We're like, this would be great. They like solved climate change and everything. Yeah, right. But the movie is like, isn't this awful? The yeah. future? Yeah. It's like, no, it's not awful. They, they, have, they have an excavation of the time, like from that time. Like imagine if somebody, you go into a museum today and they're like, this is an excavation from 1987. Yeah. You'd okay. be like, what? The Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame is something from 1987. You're kind of like, well, that's kind of lame. <laughs> yeah. like my, it's something I could find in my parents' closet. I do have to say though, for anyone out there listening who's ever had American Girl dolls, they always have the historic mm-hmm. American Girl dolls. And just a few months ago, they announced a 90s American Girl doll <laughs> uh. as one of the historic ones. And it was like she had a blow up chair and like a CD player. And like I was, we, there's a lot of people, including myself, who are incredibly upset about that being an historic American girl. Song. So it's, it's happening. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but the, the Museum of Violence is insane. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not quite what it's called, but yes. All right. Well, yeah. it's just like, it's so funny that they're like, yeah, we eradicated violence, this horrible thing. We built a shrine to it. Yeah. You want to go see? Yeah. You can learn all about it. How to do the death, murder, kill. Oh, yeah, and all the weapons are loaded. Yeah, all the <laughs> weapons like, are just, loaded. Just yeah. pull them down. Yeah, no problem. Nothing gets stuck. I'm sure they've been cleaned properly over the years. <laughs> they work perfectly. Mm-hmm. It's so funny that we see people in that museum. It's like, Man, I wonder what their day is like. <laughs> <laughs> like oh, let, me, let me go down to the murder museum. <laughs> yeah. But um, one of the things that we do find out about um, this culture is they no longer do handshakes or high fives. Did anybody remember what they did instead? Um, Isn't it like a like a air high five where they don't touch? Yeah, they sort of like yeah. like kind of like do the like wax, wax on wax off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the re- one of the big reasons I wanted to bring it up, because, again, there's a legacy section of this w- on the Wikipedia page. Um, they mentioned that during COVID, people apparently were referencing this movie wow. as characters um, talk about not wanting to touch each other. Uh, and they do do it like twice in the movie. Not enough times for any of the panelists here to remember it, apparently. But they do say twice that like it's impolite to touch like physically touch somebody. So this movie actually predicted the future a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it almost would be like if there was a post-COVID event, which like, but there isn't. I I remember this movie would come up every day when we were in quarantine. (laughs) Uh, Just every every single day. It was was this movie. Clearly every reference to someone not wanting to touch each other was (laughs) from this movie. They predicted it. (laughs) Yeah, so Snipes is out, murder, death, killing, 187-ing. Every, mm-hmm. And no one knows what a 187 is, which, again, implies that, like, Doggy Style didn't come out or something or any of those other hip-hop records from the 90s that <laughs> reference 187. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. But um, so he's out about, again, like, looking great, like, doing a lot of crazy work, dressed like one of the Mario brothers in his <laughs> yeah. like, suspenders and I, everything. I yeah. Like yeah. Oh, I forgot to point out he was wearing like Beetlejuice pants in the yeah. beginning. It oh, was yes. like black striped pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. definitely. Yeah. I, I'm 
fine with all the wardrobe choices here. They're silly. There is a lot of white people wearing like Asian clothes yes. in this and mm-hmm. like doing like sort of like I guess people in the 90s thought and and when this is probably the third movie that we've like where there's some sort of like reference to like Asia or Japan like taking over everything I guess or being a wider cultural influence. Yeah. yeah. Again if that's happened good on them they did a wonderful job yeah Mm. Yeah. everything looks nice those apartments look great and i liked how the underground people really had like a mad max warriors kind of costume vibe to them Mm -hmm. too everyone's in a trench coat in the the sewer and these like weird like vests with giant shoulder pads Mm -hmm. yeah so um one of the people that um snipes first um victimizes is this blonde extra who's at like a phone booth does anybody remember what he was doing at the phone booth it was like a wellness machine and he was trying to like up his self-esteem and this yeah. machine was telling him like people enjoy your your joyful presence like you are you are worth something. It was like a mental health machine. Yeah, I think it does a bunch of stuff. It's essentially the idea of like an iPhone computer but like attached to like the thing. It, I wrote it down. The computer says, "You are an incredibly sensitive man who inspires joy joy feelings and all those around you." Because <laughs> yeah. I, I like the idea of having a mental health machine but then also Wesley Snipes uses it to look up like a criminal database. So Yeah, I think it's the idea is it's like a web browser almost yeah. and he could go to like nice computer.com or something like that. Yeah, this scene made me cry a little bit. <laughs> I wish we had that. It yeah, really, so like, wish it. I you think it... ask chat GPT if you're worthwhile? Yeah, I, I guess I could do that. <laughs> I want to do it in public. <laughs> I want to be reassured on a street corner yeah. where I can weep and everyone can see me. Yeah, I think this goes to, I don't remember if you said it, Mark, or somebody said it, like, it, it's this idea that they seem to be, like, sort of envisioning a future and putting it in a negative light where like people are like too soft or they're like too weak, you know, they're like, you know, too sensitive. Um, and, uh, cause there's that. And then immediately following, there's the cop who's like, this guy's misbehaving. What do I do? Like, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that's more like, imagine a police officer not knowing how to handle a dangerous, like suspect. Oh, what I will great... take that yeah, exactly. any day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and, and, consulting what the correct the proper <laughs> yeah. like, and again it's like obviously like sometimes the that's a difficult job and it would be difficult for anybody to be in but the fact that he's never been confronted with that as a police officer is a miracle yeah like what did they learn in the uh police academy then and then also like I th- they kept mentioning 2010 as being like the year everything changed. So like mm-hmm. that would only be 22 years. So there's going to be a lot of cops on the force who were there pre-apocalypse um, or whatever yeah. that event was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one guy is from the scene with Sly. So yeah. we know like... But he's like the only one. Yeah. Everyone else is oblivious to the past. Mm-hmm. Um, so we now introduce our like main villain... And apparently, in only a few short years, in 2022, um, CEOs are going to be wearing three bathrobes to work. Mm-hmm. Like every, a bunch of the bad guys in this movie go full Jedi. <laughs> like it's very strange. But they did predict work from home. Um, and um, with Snipes running around, the police decide to thaw Sly. Um, and then I mentioned this before: over a thousand arrests over three years. All authentic criminals. Mm-hmm. Gonna sl- uh, skip past how good police were at figuring out authentic criminals in 1996. Yeah, <laughs> there might have been some biases there. Um, 
um, the one character, the older cop, says there was a lot more business back then, which I think is kind of funny. Um, so they show a video of Sly. Does anybody remember what the video is and like what happens in it? He's carrying a little girl out of a like burning building, and uh, the the reporter says something to the effect of like, "Do you think it was worth saving this girl when like the whole building or like going into this building, blowing up this building just to save this one girl or something like that?" And yep. then the girl, okay, yeah, no, I've got the thing there. You, oh, okay, you got it. yeah. He says like the reporter's like, "Sir, how can you justify destroying a seven million dollar mini mall to rescue a girl whose ransom was only twenty five thousand oh. dollars?" And then the little girl on top of his shoulders goes, fuck you, lady. And then um, uh, Sparta goes, good answer. Yeah, it's not John Sparta's, Spartan's fault that the um, kidnappers were, like, lowballing. The, like, you yeah. know, yeah. they were just because they were unambitious doesn't mean that he shouldn't blow up a giant building. Yeah. Like, and they could have gotten more for her, like, 50000 easy. And once again, if... He's not coming in and blowing up a mini mall. Presumably, the bad guys are filling it with explosives. Presumably, like, like again, well, we when we saw him go to Snipes, he didn't have a single explosive attached to him. It's just Snipes had. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. How is he in so many situations where a building blows up? It's very like cartoon villainish. Yeah. Like there's a bomb every week or right. every day, I guess. If yeah, he's, like uh, mm-hmm. that many arrests. Our real world has problems with like like mass violence. It's really a shame. Like that world has like mass bombing. Yeah. Like, I've rigged this place to explode. It's like again. Yeah. Uh. For mm-hmm. for some reason, Sandra Bullock's character is like super infatuated with like Sly, but like as she learns more about him throughout the movie, it kind of like bounces up. I I wrote here that she kind of feels like it's like she's in love with like Fabio on front of like a romantic <laughs> cover. So, like she's really excited about like that. I guess it's how exciting the adventure is, but like. It, yeah, I don't know. It. I w- felt like they kind of did her character dirty by making her like a naive fangirl. Mm-hmm. Like she was yeah. very much just like kind of a little ditzy at times, a little yeah. just kind of like, oh, I just I love this kind of old action stuff. Oh my god! Like yeah. it just it really just made her seem like more of like I don't know, and Sandy's a badass. Like again, Miss Congeniality people, mm-hmm. come on, speed. Speed, exactly. Yeah. And like she's playing like the counterpart, like the female counterpart in that movie, but she's still a badass in Speed. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Love Speed. So, uh, they, uh, yeah. I just, I didn't like what they did with the character. And I think it kind of forced her to act pretty terribly. Mm-hmm. There were scenes I was just like, this is not good acting. Yeah. So, like, um, the um, police chief, who I am going to be calling Gru probably in her, because he's, <laughs> that's what I have him in my notes as, he calls Sparta a muscle bound grotesque. Again, he must be in similar age to him. Like, <laughs> Sly would be 74 and grew maybe in his late 50s or something like that. Similar generation. Mm-hmm. He would have grown up around, like, Spartan. He is sort of right, though, because this, like, uh, so many movies from that time don't draw attention to how muscly the leads are. Mm-hmm. Like, there's, yeah. a, like, Kindergarten Cop looking at you, where it's yeah. like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, no one bats an eye that, like, you know, what's-his-face is a giant, giant man. Yeah. Um, you picked a bad one, because that's, like, the one where Arnold is, like, a badass, like, in real life, and then he has to pretend sure, to not yeah, be. Yeah. But, but, yeah, no, Jingle All the Way is mm-hmm, obviously yeah. the one where he's, like, an accountant. But, like, Sly, same thing. He's, like, uh, 
very recognizable man, like very striking appearance. Mm-hmm. He is a like a bizarre looking figure. Yeah, Na- naming him John Spartan is really like being a blacksmith in the olden times with the last name Smith. It's like a lot of like nominative determinism where yep. his name's John Spartan. Yeah, yeah, it's like Smithers from the the cryo prison. Mm-hmm. So. Much like this podcast, the move this takes movie takes a long time to get to the point. <laughs> so we finally thaw out John Spartan. I'm gonna go around the. I'm gonna ask all you guys, um, how long into this movie until we actually thaw John Spartan? Uh, I'm gonna open the bidding at 35 minutes. Um, how many minutes into the movie? Yeah, how many minutes into the movie? It felt pretty long. I felt like there was a long time without him i'm gonna say it's two about two hours um 45 mm-hmm. is this that we can't go over is this price is right rules you could say the same like it's i can give out as many points so you could say the same score like i'll say uh 30 minutes so it was exactly 35 minutes Ooh. pretty Whoa. much like at the 35 minute mark they have that scene where they um are th- like i i put it on the spot where He's like sitting in the chair after they've like thawed him, so maybe it's like somewhere around like plus or minus. But it it was about thirty five minutes, and that's like the exact line where they like mentioned that he he's like, "Where's my wife? Where's my daughter?" Yeah. And it's like, um, <laughs> no one knows. Oh, okay, so yeah. yeah, yeah. And then don't yeah. ask, buddy. We're not going to talk about it the rest of the movie. Yeah. Also, he must have known that before going into cryogenics that yeah. he probably would never see his wa- at least his wife again if yeah. it's seventy years. I think was his probation. Yeah, that is the one element that is like incredibly like, like sad and, shock, pun- and punitive. Yeah. So this kind of goes back to what we were saying before about the confusion. At one point, Gru says, "We didn't thaw you out for a family reunion," really suggesting yeah. that Sandra Bullock is his daughter yes. that will be found later. But it's not, and there's and no way that it could God. be. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. thank God, yeah, because they actually said in early test screenings the audience was kind of confused by that. Yeah. And, oh, sure. And, that and like they, sex would have been more confusing. Yeah, they really didn't like the relationship between Sly and Sandy, who are, Sandy's 18 years younger than Sly, the <laughs> actors. In regular screenings, people were yeah. confused, <laughs> yeah. i.e. me. Yeah. I was confused. Right, right. Screenings like 30 right. years later are still confusing. Also, they really like call him a barbarian in the movie, but like saying something like, oh, we didn't thaw you out for a family reunion, extremely Sensitive yeah. to, like, yeah. to him. Yeah, well, he he says, a Mr. Phoenix has risen from the ashes. Because mm-hmm. again, Ooh. everyone in this movie is named after the thing they're doing. They would have called me Mark Podcasto <laughs> if I was in that movie. <laughs> the, the like ham fistedness of those lines sort of makes sense, though, in a world where like all culture has ground to a halt. Like, of course, you would be like, oh, yeah, Phoenix, I know what that is, sort of. Let's make a <laughs> reference to it. Yeah. So not only is he stuck in the future, but a lot of stuff is deemed illegal. So I wrote down all of the things Sandra Bullock says is illegal. Cigarettes, alcohol, caffeine, contact sports, meat, chocolate, gasoline, uneducational toys, anything spicy, plus getting pregnant without a license. Anything spicy was great. (laughs) I laughed at that one. Yeah, this is a true white person. Yeah, it's wild. The Taco Bell is the only. Yeah, Yeah, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there's no meat and no spicy food, Mm -hmm. so Taco Bell is the only restaurant. Right. What Mm -hmm. are those tacos looking like? Yeah, rat rat meat. 
Yeah, I guess. So. I guess so. Also, yeah. chocolate. I'm sorry. I was I was for this utopian future, but no chocolate. What's what's so vice about chocolate? Yeah. No gasoline. Yeah. I love the taste of gasoline. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the food coming from? Is it a soylent green situation? Mm. We don't know. Yeah. yeah. I guess it's like a vegetarian utopia, and and caffeine's another weird one because caffeine is a byproduct of plants, and mm. so a bunch uh-huh. of stuff does have caffeine in it. That like it's like so I can understand if you said like I guess no coffee and tea. But then there's a bunch of other plants that produce it as an insecticide, a natural insecticide. And then I continue to talk about how (laughs) caffeine is is, uh, synthesized in plants. Maybe that's why chocolate is banned. Mm -hmm. Chocolate also has some caffeine Mm -hmm. in it, I believe, yeah. Now Sly's ready to get back on the force, but not until he's introduced to the most important advancement of all in the future. (laughs) This is also not a question, but I figured we want to crack this open. The three seashells. Mm -hmm. Pretty much the only thing Rob Schneider gets to do in this movie. Like, you don't know about the three seashells? Which, imagine if you were in a conversation with somebody and they're like, you don't know about something, and then they don't explain it. Yeah. 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 It's so galling. And also, Sly should be like, well, could you explain it to me real quickly? Yeah. Like, clearly, I don't understand. Yeah, I wasn't there. Yeah, like you know right. what my situation right. is. Right. It's I, like, I ahead. yeah, it's like, it's like, oh, look at this guy from 1987 doesn't know the Soviet Union's not around yeah. anymore. Like, can you imagine? Yeah, it, they mentioned like Sandra Bullock goes. They used wadded up like rolls of paper, which is she's like, not wrong. Yeah, it, it is true. But they used. Most of you use. Yeah, yeah right. Again, unless, we're there. unless the three shells were like rolled out the day after he was unfrozen. A lot of people in this movie look to be like 36 or like older. Yeah. And even if they weren't 36, like I don't think that like um, like even if you were 10, like when when Sly was frozen, like or even if you were like born 10 years later. They probably hadn't gotten the three C cells. Like mm-hmm. they still only had the two, and they were like trying to figure it out. What I appreciated about the three C shells, she shells, she shells, uh, <laughs> about the three seashells joke was that it was just silly enough that I was mm-hmm. okay with them not explaining it. I'm like, this is actually pretty goofy. It's not like a like they could have gone in a very like visceral direction where it's like, well, here's how you actually do it, or here's how this is like we use a laser and blast everything off of you. But like, it was just silly. And I'm like, that's fine. They don't need to explain it because this is just something goofy that they're doing yeah, right now. Yeah. And they brought it back later on when he was in the bathroom. I'm like, I like that. I yeah, we had a, that. we had a problem with like six of the specifics from the future. That is <laughs> the joke that I want in this movie. The yes. three C cells joke works really well. And then the other time Salone made a joke that I actually laughed at was when he kept cursing and to get, get mm-hmm. all the tickets. And yeah, he's like, that was a good well, joke. Well, now I have some toilet mm-hmm. paper. I'm like, yeah. that's good. That's actually yeah. a really good joke. I think that's funny. They hit that joke way too frequently later in the movie yeah. and then when he's cursing later and he doesn't get ticketed I'm like well you, we saw him he should yeah. get ticketed like even yeah. though I hate it like why did you mm-hmm. it was sort of yeah it was sort of like the movie like after a little while I was like okay I can't keep this up anymore right, and then yeah. just stopped doing it yeah. Yeah. yeah it. but with the three seashells it really is a situation where if they there's no explanation that isn't gross like I, don't, <laughs> I really don't like but i was thinking like what are they is it a conch yeah. like is it a clamshell we actually see the three oh yeah they are in, all clamshells right? yeah there it's yeah. like three like like from spongebob like mm-hmm. the little scallops yeah you like, okay, see yeah. like a mermaid's uh brassiere yeah exactly mm-hmm. they are like a mermaid but it, not even that i'll go even one step further there's nothing from the three seashells that would be clear from, from like right it's it's like it's different enough 
And there, believe it or not, there's a whole story on Wikipedia about who came up with the specifics. There's like a couple <laughs> oh, of God. claimants about who came up with the three C-cells mm. joke. Um, we're not going to talk about it here. But um, yeah, it, it works really well. And again, what did they cut out? Because a lot of stuff made yeah. it into the movie. Well, yeah. originally there were four seashells. <laughs> yeah. it, it's too complicated, though. <laughs> I had no time to explain it. Yeah. Um, so to like continue the heightened weirdness of this movie, they he um, Sly comes back from his bathroom break, and they're having an argument about like where uh, Snipes is going to go next. And he's like, he's he's like, I know this guy. He's going to try to find a gun. And the like, Gru is like, the only place you could find a gun in this city would be a museum. And then everyone <laughs> turns to the camera and they're like, what? The museum. <laughs> and then we cut away to the museum, which if you're like, um, this is a tip for all you people at home. If you guys are writing a weird movie po- quiz podcast, having a museum is great because you get a lot of specifics <laughs> that you can ask your panelists oh, about. Boy. So mm. I've got a couple of questions here. Um, so Snipes walking through the museum, and we've got the diegetic voice. Um, what was the year that there was the big earthquake? 2010. Yep, 2010, which, again, sort of implies that 22 years ago yes. was when a lot of mm-hmm. stuff changed. Everything so. changed 22 years ago, which yeah. like Sandra Bullock has to be older than 22 in this movie, right? By I a little would bit? suspect. Yeah, or, yeah. yeah. So at the very least, the people she was interacting with, her yes. mom, would would know, unless it was like uncouth to talk about what the past was like, like how they had to use toilet paper and we stuff. We don't talk about toilet paper. No yeah. <laughs> maybe, I mean, since it is an earthquake that caused this, maybe it is just the Los Angeles, like greater metropolitan area that's impacted. Maybe like everywhere else is just the same. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, it is a movie that truly doesn't leave the confines or really address the confines yeah, of this. Like an earthquake isn't a global event. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, and it seems like the vague Dr. Um, Kato um, is just sure. ruling the San, like, the, the like Los Angeles area, San Angeles. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody remember the name of the wing where all the weapons were kept? Like the Hall of Violence. It's the Hall of Violence. Oh. <laughs> I thought they call it, the, didn't they also refer to it as the Armory? They do say the armory too, but there's a big plaque that says Hall of Violence. I think the armory is in the Hall of Violence. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, meet me in the Hall of Violence where? Specifically in the armory. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because there's other places where they've got, like, I don't know like bombs and stuff like that yeah. but i guess yeah we make fun a lot about the the hall of violence but we do live in a city where there's a museum that has a, like an armory yeah. like the the yeah, philly like museum has all that armory. Armory. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well sure it's not that far away yeah not there's that not long there's ago. not a loaded shotgun in the armory uh, they have guns there's yeah. guns maybe yeah, like, they're loaded <laughs> I don't you think. Don't I don't think. Have you so. tried them out? Uh, Again, I'm, I know that one guy comes in every month just to clean them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so they, they work perfectly. Those swords are loaded. You better believe it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, so we have to go back. So they think he's at the museum, but they take their sweet time to get to the museum. <laughs> just mm-hmm. much like this podcast. Um, so we get a scene where Sly gets to be a chauvinist to everybody and say like, "I'm driving," mm-hmm. and then. It's not quite. I wrote. I wrote. So we're supposed to like him. <laughs> like, um, it would be cool to have self-driving cars. This movie sort of like pokes fun at the idea that like the car that's like basically driving itself. Yeah. It would be kind of cool to have it. Um, but what would not be cool is the music that they play in the car. Um, 
Does anybody remember the um, oddly popular music in the future? What it's called? Uh, oh, I it's well, it's all advertisements of mm-hmm. like old products. Yeah, um, there's a I couple d- of terms they use for it. So um, I'll t- I'm gonna any say of them. I'm gonna say um, commercial core. Is what I would call it. So commercial core <laughs> is good. I like that, but That's unfortunately good. they didn't come up with that. I, I pressed in too early. I thought you were going to have us name the jingle that was the most popular mm. one. Um, um, you can name that. That's okay. the next question I have. Okay. Hot dogs. Armor hot dogs. Yep. Armor hot dogs. <laughs> so I did look it up. That is a real ad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. You don't know Armor Hot Dogs? <laughs> I don't know that one. Oh, I love Armor Hot Dogs. Do you? Yeah, well, Steve is um, <laughs> a kid with chicken pox, big. so he does like Armor Hot Dogs. Yeah, big hot dog aficionado. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so does anybody remember what they... Um, called the popular music so they called it the oldies like at in the oldie station but um they call them wall-to-wall mini tunes um, so hmm. not to be real catchy Steve, yeah do i get a point for that for n- no <laughs> yeah, you, you didn't say <laughs> yours was better though. you didn't say oldie or mini tunes uh, i was like oh yeah you get a point i'm like oh wait you're t- no um, i knew the armor hot dog thing <laughs> yeah well you didn't ask me to give it I'm, I'm curious what this a- answer is going to look like after all this. I'm buzzing in. No matter <laughs> okay. So Sly doesn't seem to be enjoying the mini tunes. So does anybody remember um, what Sly says when after he like hears the hot dog mini tune? He's really had enough. He's got his hand in his face. And if you would say it in a Sly impression, please. Well, I don't know if it's correct, uh, but well, it's put me back in the ice. <laughs> yep. He says... Um, somebody put me back in the fridge. Yeah. Oh yeah, back in the fridge. <laughs> somebody put me back. Oh jeez, somebody put me back in the fridge. Um, so we cut to the museum. Snipes is skulking around. He unfortunately makes a um, a racist thing to yeah. an Asian couple there. Yeah, that was not cool. <laughs> yeah. Again, knowing how how big Snipes is into in uh, like um, ad libbing in his movies, it oh, is one yeah. of those things where it's like. And it's a bummer because nowadays people would be like, don't do that. Let's take that again. Mm-hmm. But probably back then, like, they were, Sly was like, that's great. Leave yeah. that one in. <laughs> like, like, oh, that's a great ad lib. So uh, he's skull- Even in that future, there's still racism. Yeah. Um, so eventually he finds the gun and he tries to get through the glass, but no luck. And then um, we've got the guard comes up and he asks him, what's his boggle? Or I, I wrote it yeah. down. Uh, what seems to be good. your boggle? And then Snipes <laughs> responds, "My boggle." And again, it's great. Like no, like no notes about like any of that. A true pro. Um, he asks him how much he weighs, and then hit. Then I guess is able to hit break the glass that <laughs> way. Sorry, the I'm old, just laughing that Steve the is old buzzed in. Yeah, I'm not asking because <laughs> I knew all those things. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, if you if you guys are doing your own score at home, <laughs> you knew about all those specifics yeah. from there. What's and your boggle? Who, who could forget? <laughs> that yeah. was a good line. I'll answer yeah. that for you, too. Bob and Mo probably forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Not me. We'll never know. <laughs> so um, he finds the crazy laser gun along with some regular guns, which, again, it's been 36 years since Sly was frozen, and that laser gun didn't exist. Now we're at a point where there's peace. So between those 36 years, they developed the laser gun, and then they no longer need the laser gun. Yeah, between 96 and 2010. Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, uh, as soon as he said the line, 
this is wait a minute this is the future they must have like a future gun i'm like nah not enough time like i'm like no but honestly i appreciate his train of thought yeah it's like you wake up in the future you have to assume there's some development yeah yeah the museum fight is probably my second favorite fight the part where they're blowing out the glass floor and stuff like that and then they're fighting in like the teenage mutant ninja turtles like set down there and (laughs) stuff Mm -hmm. like that he there's a couple of good one-liners because they only speak in one-liners when they fight. Um, Turtles where, in a half shell. Yeah. Turtle th- power. At one point, he swings a TV at him. He goes, hey, you're on TV. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, and that this is where Snipe says, it's a brave new world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't get any information about it, but I do assume, based on the, the, the way the diorama is set up, that the like future technology is from after the earthquake because mm-hmm. it is a big earthquake looking like comedy city. So yeah. I think they explicitly say that is it's like in Futurama where they just built the new city on top of the old city where it's like that is what 2010s like um yeah. San oh. San like Los Angeles look like. Uh, Doctor Croteau rebuilt after that, mm-hmm. and that's why the world is the way it is. Yeah. That explains the underground people. So again, it's been 22 years since it it looked the same. It looked basically, (laughs) there was like a parking meter. Like not even (laughs) that technology was around in 2010. Um, And then um, after the fight, Snipes is able to escape and he runs past our bad guy who is dressed like the AI Pope. Like that picture of the drippy Pope. Like he's wearing like all white and he's got like 11 layers on in famously nippy Los Angeles. And they have a conversation in broad daylight that sort of comes into play. And then Snipe es- escapes from the museum. If you guys remember, he jumps over a hedgerow and then he's gone. Like, no one <laughs> yep. tries yeah. to look over the hedgerow. Yeah, like, Sli- really- yeah Sly's like, oh, done it. I missed him. And yeah. it's like, he like just jumped over a bush, man. Like, yeah. He's like, oh, look. Still- behind that yeah. where you see him running right mm-hmm. that that was extremely galling i have like three failed questions i'm like how can i bring up that he hops over it? and mm-hmm. again and then it's like oh well surely after that there must be something he escapes to it's like nah he kind of climbs down if he climbs down something that means when you're standing on top of the hedgerow he'd be easier to see because yeah, you'd yeah. be looking down at him yeah, like a tank in world war ii he stopped dead in his tracks yeah <laughs> um so the next uh, question I have is in this conversation that Sly has with the main bad guy, Bullock gets two phrases wrong. Does anybody remember what um, they did? Yeah. Uh, he you really uh, he really met his meat, and you really licked his ass. Yeah, matched his meat. Matched yeah, his yeah. meat. Okay. Yeah, he's, he finally matched his meat. You really licked his ass, and then. For the first of many times, Sly just corrects her to sell the joke, but he also mugs. Either mug at the camera or correct the joke. Don't do both. <laughs> I'm also surprised that he knew what she meant. Like, I think yeah, licked his ass may, you know, I think you understand that you got that wrong. But like, met, matched his meat? I'd be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is that supposed no, to be? I've, I've heard people say that. Yeah. Matched so, your meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Common phrase. Too many times too. Yeah. So the the weird thing about that joke is, so Sandra Bullock is somebody who likes like 20th century culture. Mm-hmm. Totally get that. So she would understand one-liners and turns of phrase from 20th century, but. She remembers them enough to get them just that amount wrong. Yeah. Which doesn't make any sense. Because, like, matched his meat doesn't 
It's like, why you did that joke too many times. Like yeah. The fact that she would get every single one wrong is just like weird, unrealistic. Like lick his ass sort of makes sense to me. Like that one, it's like, well, kick and like it, but like mm-hmm. matched his meat. Like presumably people are writing met his matched in books that you're allowed to read <laughs> in like the 2030s. Yeah. Plus, I feel like those scenes would have been funnier if, like, the whole idea is that she loves, like, old action movies like Lethal Weapon 3. Mm-hmm. Um, like, if she tried to do something Not like that, Not even the best well, Lethal Weapon, <laughs> I gotta say. The first two are much better than the third one. But, like, it would have been funnier if she had tried to, like, maybe act like that. Like, or, you know, yeah, if she tried to put on some sort of bravado and just been, like, removing her sunglasses and saying a line or, like, trying to act like she was in an action movie, but she said them very seriously. So that could have been a way to make it fun. Yeah, yeah. and Lethal Weapon's a weird one to yeah. do, because she would either be doing Danny Glover's aunt, um, like I'm where too he's old for yeah he he he's like somebody who's playing older or Mel Gibson's um like mannerisms who famously in that movie is suicidal. Yeah. That's his whole thing is his, that he wants to die. Yeah, and so that would be two weird action stars to emulate. <laughs> We're almost ready to go to Taco Bell, but that's the end of the second round. So can you tell me the scores at the end of the second round? Third place is Steve with six points. Ooh. And then let me do some quick math. Um, then Bob with, uh, doing some math, six, ten, 10 points. points yeah. And then uh, me with 11. Oh, Ooh, close game. Neck and so neck. I think, think you matched game. your meat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyone, really any of us could win <laughs> <laughs> just as evenly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's still a number of questions. Hey, you, We've got double you jeopardy up this left. Round. Mm-hmm. Now they go back to the police station again because they're getting a lot of use out of this police set. Um, and Sly all but says, so let me expo- let me explain some exposition to you. He begins the scene by saying, okay, let me get this straight. Yeah. And then it proceeds to explain how um, Dr. K- um, K- Katu? K- sure. I it, it, um, doc- uh, he Komodo then goes, man. Yeah. He then goes on <laughs> to explain how Dr. Katu... Um, is sort of the role in the city in the future. Does anybody remember the the disparaging name Sly calls him? It's a reference to a cartoon. Mm. He um, calls him. That's a cartoon. He calls him SpongeBob SquarePants. That would be weird for him to do <laughs> since <laughs> that that was. Yeah. I don't even know if it was around in '96. SpongeBob well, it, it was like '99. No, it wasn't. Yeah. yeah, it certainly wasn't around '92 when this was written. Mm. But it, but it's it like is a, a cartoon. Though. It's a cartoon. <laughs> Sly Stallone would know his both his character and the actor. He calls um Katu uh, Spacely Sprockets, oh. which I think is the name of the company from the Jetsons and not the name oh. of the, like oh, the, Mr. Spacely is. Yeah, the, it's Mr. I Spacely. think it is. I think it might okay. be Spacely Sprocket. Oh, it, yeah. oh, maybe not. Yeah, yeah but his name is Spacely. Spacely. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. the name of the company. So he calls the character the <laughs> name of the company. So he could just call him like. Jetson or yeah George Jet George or Jetson, or Mr. Yeah. Spacely would yeah. be what he would supposed to call him he yeah. calls him the or name Mr. of the Mr. Spaceman co- yeah Mr. <laughs> Spaceman um yeah and again I wrote here the police chief keeps calling him a Neanderthal and a caveman which doesn't make any sense no. um so um then they go into the car on their way to Taco Bell um what are I I have here we kind of have hit on it before but can anybody give me the two weird specifics about the future that are revealed in that car ride over yeah uh taco bell is the only restaurant left yeah and there was a franchise war 
where every other franchise was eliminated. So that's all one. Do you remember the other specific they talk about? Sure. Um, The, yes, the future is female. Uh, no, I'll, you get a point for that okay, one. Okay, great. Um, it's really not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. what's the other specific they reveal? Um, Sandra Bullock got information on him from the Schwarzenegger Library, the and Swar- Arnold Schwarzenegger oh, was president. Yes, Schwarzenegger right. Presidential. The How Schwarzenegger Presidential Library. Yeah. It's I a don't real... want to know. Yeah. He asks how that happened, and then he says, I don't want to know, yeah. which is a little rude of It's him. a real back yeah. to the future moment where he's like, what? Like Ronald Reagan is the president yeah. in Back to the Future? It's like, oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger? He's, mm-hmm. he's not sliced alone. He's John Spartan. <laughs> like John Spartan could be a big fan of Stallone. Right. Or, no, wait, wait a minute. Well, he yeah. couldn't. Yeah. Oh, we know John Spartan's yeah. a big fan of Stallone. But. Well, they mentioned Rambo too, so he could have seen Rambo and yeah, uh, like, yeah. what an Rambo uncanny like, resemblance. <laughs> yeah. Rambo oh, you talk universe. just like I do. <laughs> yeah. It's it is a very very weird and instead we got a different celebrity president unfortunately mm-hmm. but that's for another podcast and that did kind of predict Schwarzenegger running for governor like getting into politics but then they also go uh, I'm not gonna in case there's a question but no they okay. and they talk about the 61st Amendment that's which what I was makes say. it yeah they take it a step further again yeah. great world building because that would have been a question I'd ask like oh here's how they got around him not being native to America mm-hmm. which they do eventually do pass a law in Congress to clarify that, but that would have been like years later, but he does go on to become governor. Just shocking anybody who is like, (laughs) if you're, if you're finding out that Arnold Schwarzenegger was governor of California from this podcast, then Mm -hmm. keep listening, please. And rate and subscribe and tell your friends. Well, just like the founding fathers, I wish the movie elaborated a little bit on what the other amendments are. We could, we could use a bump right about now. Yeah. 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 61. That would mean there's like 30 other yeah. amendments just, that were yeah. like show, show us the way Joel Silver yeah <laughs> yeah maybe the uh, women's equality bill would have finally gotten mm-hmm. yeah that yeah. has to be one of those it 30, has to yeah. be it's like no most of them are actually ultimate frisbee based believe yeah, it or why? not <laughs> um so we go to Taco Bell somebody's playing the Jolly Green Giant jingle on the piano <laughs> Um, and people are dressed like flamenco dancers sort mm-hmm. of I don't know if you noticed a lot yeah, of the servers the have the big sleeves yeah and of course, John Spartan is at the dinner table, so it's a nice, uneventful dinner. No, that's not the case. He actually could have fooled me. Yeah, he's he. You can't take him anywhere. Does anybody remember what illegal thing he asks for at the table? Oh, he asked. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> uh, he asks for salt. Yep, he asks for salt. You definitely need salt to live. Yeah. So, so as someone who has blood pressure that runs on the lower side, mm-hmm. I was once prescribed salt by my doctor. <laughs> he gave me salt tablets and said I had to increase my salt intake. So that is something that I, people need to live with salt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess it gives you high blood pressure, but how about us low blood pressure people too? Yeah. And also it only gives you high blood pressure when you, like again, a lot mm-hmm. of salt is bad. But it just very much reminds me of like being at the dinner table when I was like little. Like that's such an eighties and nineties sort of health food thing where it's like, what, I can't have salt? Like I can't put extra salt on my like potatoes or whatever. It's like you can, but if you if you put extra salt on everything for every meal and then have like a bunch of chips and stuff, that's like unhealthy. But it's crazy to imagine that it's illegal to have, I guess, table salt in the future. Um There's no meat, so they have to keep it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah this at, and then at this scene, they really hammer home 
the sort of dichotomy between the future and the past and how like Spartan is like, well, the past was like not perfect, but like this is not the way. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't agree with you. Mm-hmm. Like Sly thought his future would be, the future would be a cesspool, he says, but instead it's like a fascist state. With it, peace and like climate addressed, cha- like climate change addressed. Again, there might be a fascist state. Show us the fascism. Mm-hmm. Like, cause right now we just see the peace and the tranquility. But again, maybe there are people being like, um, like there, there are certain like minority groups being like, like harmed or something yeah. like that. We don't really if, see that. Or harsher consequences if someone does slip up. Like if instead of, when you curse, instead of getting like, oh, you're charged a credit, like, jail time they Mm -hmm. have certainly have enough police officers if it's the scenario like if we were shown people who weren't police officers we might have maybe but like these are the authoritarians like sandy bullock is the (laughs) his big brother like i don't understand what is that the hand in the velvet glove like it's a pretty soft velvet glove sandra bullock it's just wild too that he's making the argument from a world that's so profoundly worse yeah. than ours. Like, <laughs> our world is bad. And, like, I was having a hard time, like, agreeing with what he was saying in the movie. But from his world, his world's much, much worse. Yeah, I mean, definitely. So it's like... Yeah. The bad guy says, like, um, you would have died in jail and you have the opportunity to be again in the f- to begin again in the future you should see it as a blessing he's absolutely right mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah and now he knows how to uh, knit too so right. like he's really yeah, we haven't gotten to that yet. That's but not yes. a societal like growth. That's a technological growth. Yeah. Too. So it's not even like it's like the government's fault that they have this technology. It's like, no, the technology is good, like regardless of how people are employing it. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. And then one thing they touched on, which again probably like did not make the editing room floor, but like I wish they had explored it more, was that he mentions he was conscious the entire time. Oh yeah, that's a nightmare. Like, and there's yeah. And, yeah. and Sandy's kind of just like, if that's true, then that is like barbaric torture. But yeah. like, they just kind of skim past it. But yeah. like, Jesus, that is dark. Mm-hmm. Again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, this would justify your unhappiness with the status yeah. quo. And Sandra Bullock almost like, as you said, brings it up, and then it's yada yada away. I'm like, no, no, this is the thing. That's huge. Yeah, this would be the thing, and. But it, it seems like I wrote down here he kind of has like RoboCop recall because he only remembers two <laughs> things. He remembers his wife banging on the glass mm-hmm. once, and then um, I, do I have the other thing here? Uh, yeah, and then the other thing, and then he says, and then I woke up and I was here, and it's like so actually you weren't yeah. awake for the thirty six years. You just remember two <laughs> things mm-hmm. from it, and. Like, I don't know. Did his wife go to the cryo prison and they let her bang on the glass? Yeah. Like, they I must think have probably, if she yes. Was actually a character. I mean, I would think that in a future with this glass, like, ice technology, like, talk about a great vacation. If mm. I could go <laughs> under for a week, get a really good night's rest, yeah. and then come out of it and know how, like, a skill, like, like a you trade. Said, learn French. Great. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. But their lovely dinner then gets interrupted by the freedom fighters, or I guess they're freedom fighters. They are fighting. It's hard to tell. Yeah. Interrupted is the right word. Yeah. Because none of them are put in harm's way. No. No one is threatened. Yeah. So Sly stops them, but I guess is sort of torn about it because they're stealing food. The movie seems self-aware about the politics because at one point Sly says, like, violence is not the answer, but it is sometimes or something, (laughs) which is, again, like... 
a joke I would make about this movie to show how silly the premise yeah. is. Yep. Um, and then, like, yeah, the whole Dennis Leary thing, like, for having such a libertarian plot, it seems to scold these people for what they like. Mm-hmm. Like, making fun of how they talk, making fun of the music they like, like, making fun of how they dress and everything like that. And, like, maybe Sandra Bullock likes to listen like to the red hot chili peppers and like try to trick people with her peanut brittle like container who cares yeah she lives in a place where there's no violence <laughs> uh let's go around the room real quick and just give us what restaurant you would like to have won the franchise war well i i think it doesn't matter because she makes a point that every restaurant is taco bell so it seems more like the ownership of, like, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to be like a Mexican restaurant anymore or like a Tex-Mex restaurant. That's it just true. seems That's like, true. it seems like as, it's sort of like what happened with Amazon, mm-hmm. where it's like, well, you can buy anything you want, but you can only buy it from like one place. Yeah. yeah. But to answer your question, Popeye's. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Popeye's I, is a good choice. I'm going to say good day, mate, and I'll take a bloomin' on any, any of the day. <laughs> Give me that Outback action. Outback's pretty talk, good. Talk about salt. Like, what is Outback without salt? <laughs> a yeah. match made in heaven. Yeah, I genuinely am, like, having a hard time because as both a vegetarian and somebody <laughs> whose favorite restaurant is a restaurant they've never been to before, <laughs> like, it would be really hard to... Like, again, I mean, again, I guess any, like, street vendor is just a Taco Bell, but you can still get, like, rice and falafel there or something like that. So I'll say Panda Express because it's fun to say and you get to see the little panda. I think the one that will eventually win the franchise war, which is uh, Wawa. Oh, Wawa. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The most Philadelphia (laughs) or like Delco answer. There you go. Um, From my understanding in different versions of the movie, like overseas versions, they did have different restaurants. I do think you're right about that. They they did have a big tie-in with Taco Bell. And that's another thing I want to say about this is it's very clear that it's a joke that it's Taco Bell. It's like, oh, it's not really a fancy restaurant. Yeah. But it's also very clear that they're going, they're like, they're treading lightly that they're like, they're not making fun of Taco Bell. Yeah. They're like, Sly's like, they're taking me to Taco Bell. It's like, well, I do like Mexican food. Yeah. They're like, we're, we're going to Taco Bell? I mean, I would, I would go for a burrito. Like, it's very much like the food is good, but it's not like a fancy restaurant or yeah. whatever. I like, mean, who wouldn't love Taco Bell, right? Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Prom- it would yeah, promo code whatever the <laughs> yeah. initials of our podcast is. It would be really funny if the guy brought out the wine, like a bottle of wine, and he starts pouring it, and he like has Sly like smell the thing, the cork, the cork and then he's like, "Would you like your Baja Blast chill?" <laughs> like that would be funny. Yeah, that would be pretty good. Yeah. Um, so now we do the first of several scenes where Wesley Snipes meets the bad guy in his fireplace room. Mm-hmm. where um, he is telling him, like, they're finally, for the third or fourth time, in case the audience wasn't paying attention, explaining, it's like, I thought you, so you can kill Dennis Leary. And it's like, I I, I was very surprised when I heard that, because I'm like, that wasn't already established in, like, the <laughs> other, but I guess that's the first time they say it out loud, because I think they do say it once or twice more. Um, so Wesley Snipes is like, I'm going to need some help. Um, so he asks for like some additional henchmen. Does anybody remember for the next question um, what henchmen he doesn't want thawed? He gives like two specifics. 
Uh, he doesn't want anybody from New York. Yeah, he doesn't want anybody from New York because they are so uptight, is yeah. what he says. Um, the other one he says is cold-blooded killers. He's like, I wouldn't want any cold-blooded killers mm, yeah. or people from New York. They're so <laughs> uptight. And that makes me want to... I'm going to go back just for a second. Uh, when they were, when uh, Simon Phoenix first got out of his Frozen thing, was on the loose and doing the murder spree, kill, murder, death, whatever it was, mm-hmm. spree, um, they pull up his rap sheet, and I actually did pause the movie because I was curious what the detail was, and I thought it could be a question. But um, they go through his list of crimes, and if he's so against cold-blooded killers, first of all, that's weird, but his list of crimes include like manslaughter, homicide, rape. Yeah, he's and, a rapist. And yeah. a DUI. <laughs> yeah, the DUI. Yeah, the DUI is funny. But, but um, they full out make this guy a rapist, which they, they it, it's just dark. Yeah, those, those crimes were not enough to put him in the the cryo sleep, but yeah. the <laughs> blowing right. up of the building was. Yeah. yeah, sounds like an authentic criminal. Yeah, <laughs> and so now we go back to Sandra Bullock's apartment where nothing of note happens. I don't think, right? <laughs> um, yeah. She's kitted her apartment out with a ton of the prizes you win at the carnival, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. including some crazy JFK tapestry. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. It was on the back wall. It was just like a picture yeah, of JFK oh next God. to a big space yeah. shuttle. But the thing is, the aspect ratio of the of the um, tapestry is real thin, <laughs> so JFK is like real like, spindly. As someone who owns a portrait of JFK, <laughs> yeah. I, I approve. Yeah, she's a good machine Democrat from mm-hmm. the 60s, apparently. She's got a JFK in her um, house. Maybe uh, she just loves the movie JFK if yeah. she's Maybe. into 90s stuff. Yeah, so this scene is a sh- basically a shot-by-shot remake of the scene from the Woody Allen movie Sleepers, oh, which yeah. was actually one of the pitches that like the producers used to sell this movie. It's like a retelling of Sleepers, but like as an action movie. Um, and yeah, the politics of it are just as fraught as they were back in the 70s. Um, so um, they... Um, agree to have future sex and presumably you guys knew this question was coming <laughs> what are the three specific like word like euphemisms that Sly uses instead of sex I know you guys all know one of yeah. them, yeah. but there were three. I'm I'm buzzing in. I'll take yeah. the I'll take the big one off the board. He says yeah. the hunka chunka. The hunka chunka. <laughs> yeah. I knew I should. Write I this could down. I could list off some other dumb euphemisms <laughs> if you wanted yeah. to. The the sideways mambo. Did he say that? <laughs> all right, I'm gonna give it to you. He says the wild mambo. Oh, wow. there's yeah. one Great. more, and it's a little like, and the third one was boning. Oh, okay. boning? oh yeah, yeah. Wild well, mambo? he's a classy the, guy. It yeah. makes yeah. sense. The hunk of chunka. The hunk of chunka. <laughs> I hear that's uh, Ben and Jerry's new flavor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, and yeah, so then they they could do the future sex, which appears to take place in a European rave mm-hmm. inside of a swimming <laughs> yeah. pool. Sandra Bullock is like kind of floating, <laughs> like, um, and then um, Sandra Bullock once he's like, no, we should have real sex. She gets real upset, and then Slice tries to pressure her into having sex, which is something that you love to see your hero doing, just like in the also first Rocky upsetting. movie. Yeah, I almost a- included this as a as a question too because. She says something like, exchange of bodily fluids. You know what that leads to. And he says, yeah, kids, smoking, desire to raid the fridge. Which is like, again, a good first pass. But like, let's put it up on the chalkboard and try, <laughs> it, try it again. Like, it's, it's fine for a first go, but let's not include that in the movie. Let's try another couple. 
Um, so then, yeah, Sly goes back to um, his own apartment where, again, nothing of interest worth talking about <laughs> happens in his own apartment. Um, he looks at um, some laser discs, which, wrong again, movie. <laughs> 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 we went CDs and then uh, USB. Um, he's trying to look at security footage of Snipe, and of course, the somebody buzzes in, and mm-hmm. it it's an R-rated movie, so you get to see somebody without their shirt on, mm-hmm. and yeah. It was very gratuitous. It I was don't al- know why they included that. It was almost like, oh, we forgot to include yeah, some yeah. <laughs> nudity. Like, like, let's oh, quick it. yeah, can. throw this in yeah, there. What a bizarre conceit. Yeah, because, yeah. again, it could be a future where people are a little bit more libertine about like sex and sexuality but they don't appear to be they like that's one of the things that they almost like make fun of sly for Mm -hmm. but why would this woman be calling whoever it is she's calling on a video topless already naked yeah yeah yeah. like again it's not like she seems sensual or anything it seems like she's like calling about an errand or something it's like oh it also sort of seems like like the comms from star trek like it's built into the wall so it really seems like she's her mirror has a giant camera in it in yeah. her bathroom, which is or, a little or weird. Or it's not in her bathroom. She's like walked into her living room to oh, have is, like, There's not a shower behind her? Or maybe there is. It might have been, yeah, but I'm saying, remember. yeah, like wherever, whatever room it is, she seems to have consciously like turned yeah. that on. Do you have it as a question what they call the uh, calling system? No, what I don't even. Remember. Oh yeah, they said I'll fiber up you. I'll oh, fiber up you later, and it says I think it says fiber up on the I TV. I believe you. They throw so many specifics yeah. out that there yeah. were only so many that I could catch. Yeah, so he gets the footage of Snipes, and I don't know if I was the only one who noticed it. The conversation that Snipes and Kato have um, out on the lawn, but it's like there's a bunch of different angles yeah. and there's like zooms. Like yeah. I, I'm like surprised that like when it ends, there's not like credits where they have like a director of photography and like yeah. editor and stuff like that. And the audio was so clear and so perfect. Even though these cameras were pretty far away from them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just right off screen. They're being like, there's yeah. boom. Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is a classic conceit in so many movies where you watch like tape from something mm-hmm. and it's like edited and it yeah. like looks like a movie. Yeah. This podcast is not going to be like that. Edit- <laughs> that nicely edited we don't have that many camera angles yeah exactly camera angle so um sly now thinks that the bad guys are working together and so the next day he apologizes to san sandra bullock and he gives her a gift does anybody remember what the gift was it was a sweater that he knitted himself overnight yeah a red sweater yeah a red sweater which again, like it's cool that Sly is able to knit mm-hmm. without having to have practiced or having to have learned. Like I liked that detail; it made me laugh. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a shame they yeah. don't hit that a second yeah. time. For all the things they hit multiple times, it would be kind of funny to have him like nervously kind of knitting without <laughs> yeah. noticing or something yeah. like that. Like or or anything, another they, thing. They make it seem like it's they pick these uh, skills based on like personality and some things. He's like, I'm a seamstress. And it's mm-hmm. just, that yeah. was, it was goofy. I like that. I, I definitely think they miss an opportunity later in the movie when all the other bad guys like had that as well. Oh, yeah. Show yeah. Them, like, yeah, when they're around the table. Give yeah. them give Like them somebody's painting or something. Thing. Like, yeah. Someone's an opera singer. But yeah. then like have them use it in the fight. Like, oh, <laughs> like I learned mm. macrame and I'm going to hit you with the macrame. <laughs> like something like that. Well, that implies that we see any of those henchmen yeah. in the fight, which yeah. pretty Fair much enough. we yeah. don't see. I don't really know anything about knitting, but it I, that seems like too big of a thing to oh, take it over is, yeah. in a sweater. I knit, right? yeah. It is for a full sweater. I mean, 
if he did it nonstop and didn't like eat or use the bathroom for nine hours, I still don't think he would have made a full fire. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like I didn't sleep at all last night. It's yeah. like what a weird thing to have happened. Um, but yeah, so um, they are then driving over to Kato's um, like office, and then they look up like Snipe, and Snipe has like 12 like skills that he got while he was sleeping. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the only thing I will give Stallone, I would be kind of, I'd be kind I'd be jazzed to be, to have like knitted, but I kind of wish they would have put like three or four other things. If you yeah. can put like, he gets 12 things, which are yeah. all complicated things where it's like, it's like tactical explosives and stuff mm-hmm. like the long list of things that snipe gets. So it's not even like it has to be a simple skill. <laughs> like he could give him like public speaking or something yeah. would have been great for the movie or mm-hmm. English as a second language, like would have really helped him in his delivery. Well, my understanding in the context of the movie was that that was like sort of hacked. Yeah. By it was the guy hacked. is like, yeah, yeah. but I, I, that's what I mean. Like you give, you give Sly one thing. Oh, yeah, Why yeah. not press a second like, yeah, button yeah, yeah. on there? <laughs> like I, I a hundred percent agree. The 12, like violent skills that he gets mm-hmm. matrixed in, but you'd think it's and like does everyone get one. Does that, yeah? Does everyone only get one? Yeah. After Thirty years. I feel like you could learn a ton of. Yeah, skills. exactly. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, make them like if you came out again and you had all of this knowledge about different topics and like, mm-hmm. great, like mm-hmm. great. And also, why not just feed them information about what's going on in the world, <laughs> <laughs> right. which they or right. why not eradicate racism? Yeah, like, yeah. Have everyone in there like. Give them like, yeah. Snipe basically does get that because he gets like the teddy bear and stuff. You could give them like current events and everything like that. Catch them up. Yeah. Give them a podcast about how to use the three seashells. Yeah. (laughs) The history of the shells. Like an orientation at the very least Mm -hmm. for when you come out. Yeah. So then they go and confront the bad guy and he's on all the screens. And this again could almost be a joke where he's like, he's like the gloating kind of at him as like a bad guy. And he fires on, he shoots all the screens, which is silly. But then he is, he appears to just be in the conference room, like the next room over or something like mm-hmm. that, because he's like immediately found by Sly. Well, this is the scene where when he shoots the screens, where they're like those marble like stands that have like the work from home screen. It's very silly. Yeah. yeah. That made me laugh. Yeah. I wrote here. They I'm, all turn. I yeah. Think it was yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. I wrote here how it's cool that Sandra Bullock is reluctant to disobey a direct order from somebody <laughs> in authority. Like, she's a good police officer. Yeah. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, you got to, like, um, freeze Sly again. And then they do. And then everything goes back to normal and the world continues on. Unfortunately, that isn't what happened. Instead, <laughs> they decide to chase after Phoenix in the sewer since he claims, like, the police, like, must not have been monitoring them. They call the sewer the wasteland, which doesn't make any sense because it's a man-made structure (laughs) it's not a wasteland there's a bunch of stuff down there including like lighting and everything and presumably they need that infrastructure for the system to work like presumably that's where the electricity and the water flows Mm -hmm. i noted when they climb down um but um right before they do um sandy misremembers another action line does anybody remember what that was Okay. Yeah, these action lines. I I clock them and then just. Whoosh. Oh yeah, just like the movie. Yippee um, Mr. Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> she, she goes, "Let's go blow this guy." And he goes, "Oh blow yeah, blow him away." Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they climb down the sewer, and Benjamin Bratt is with them, and they climb down, and there's a bunch of active fires in the sewer, <laughs> which mm. a big thing about a sewer is like there's not a ton of 
oxygen down there. If there was a bunch of fires in a sewer, you everyone would be coughing. <laughs> and so now we get to see the glorious freedom fighter like place, and they smell the burgers. What is that emanation? <laughs> Why wouldn't they say what's that smell? <laughs> like again, it's thesaurus. Been, yeah, thesaurus. Um, and then he has that weird Spanish conversation with the woman dressed like Frida Kahlo. Yeah. She only speaks Spanish. He pretty much only speaks English, but they both understand each other, which makes me think they could both be speaking Spanish or both be speaking English. Mm-hmm. And of course, he ends the. Um, does anybody remember the non-Spanish word he ends the like um, scene with? I was about to comment on it. He ends with prego. Yeah, yeah prego, which yeah. is Italian, Italian for thank you. Yeah, and again, it's. I don't know why they did that. Yeah. Well, I do because it's a joke, but why not play it like a joke? They spend too much time on yeah. certain things that are not funny jokes, and then they let some of the funny stuff like totally slip by without you noticing Because he seems to understand Spanish, so I, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be a joke or if he just genuinely got that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. The, to answer your question, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so if there's so many people in this underclass... Like, why don't you go to the surface? There's no way that, like, the random Joe in the sewer is also wanted for being a free thinker or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I can understand why Dennis Leary might not be able to go up. He might have some outstanding crimes. But nobody's going after Frida Kahlo, I'm assuming. She can go up to the surface and make veggie burgers, for Mm -hmm. all anyone cares, at Taco Bell. I don't know if anyone else thought this, but it seemed really off to me that the leader of the society wanted to, like, eradicate the people living in the sewers. Like... If it's a dystopian world, it would feel like he engineered it so that there would be a class dichotomy that he could exploit to keep people yeah. in line. Yeah, like so, you think of like a Soylent Green yeah, or Snowpiercer. Right. Where it's like you like, want a you want a like, disenfranchised class that you can like turn the screws to. Yeah, and you can villainize. Be mm-hmm. like, you don't want to be, right, like, right. be like these people. They're barbarians. They yeah. love that word. So like when it turned out to be that he was like working in secret to like eradicate them i'm like well what's your end goal like <laughs> keep them around it's fine <laughs> like they're not hurting anybody yeah, they really steal some food you have food it's okay yeah. why not just give utopia. them food yeah, so right. they don't come up to the surface yeah. and steal it mm-hmm. yeah and then they meet dennis leary near Chekhov's 20th century car mm-hmm. um and then leary rants about how he likes to eat red meat and look at pornography and what have you but it seems that he is putting that, if he's ordering the importance of like red meat and pornography, he seems to be ordering it above getting to eat every day and getting to bathe at all. <laughs> yeah. Which again, I can understand the importance of free, like freedom and, and having some sort of like libertine ideals about being able to do what you want. But it doesn't seem that, it seems like you could try to work within the system. Like there is literally no police state that's stopping you from doing that because there is no police state Mm -hmm. yeah yeah um so he literally says he's like stay up there or come down here and maybe starve to death i know what i'm choosing (laughs) and if it's the future and then sly tells him that kato wants him killed and they cut to Leary, and he seems genuinely surprised. <laughs> which isn't he like a paranoid revolutionary? Like, doesn't yeah. he? Doesn't he, in his own mind, think that he's like some sort of oppressed minority? So he would, if anything, he should be delighted that he's like, oh, the bad guy actually knows who I am. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, so well, you like, have heard of me. Yeah. 
or like paranoia justified or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Leary's character. I wish there was more of him because like he they actually tried to give him a little bit of death. He's like, Well, I'm not a leader, I'm just trying to do what I'm trying to do and like he was genuinely surprised by like, Well, why does he care about me? I'm the nobody kind of thing. Like it, it gave him a position to really rise up and we didn't really get to see what happened to him after these events yeah the the problem i have with it it almost seems like false modesty where it's like the reason it's like of course he knows about you if you weren't around there would be no sly or wesley (laughs) snipes because Mm -hmm. there would be no reason to put your entire organization in jeopardy just to destroy you yeah yeah Uh, yeah Uh, just to jump ahead briefly like the way it resolves too is unsatisfying because like they just talk it out and it's like they could yeah. have done that at any they point. They don't even it's like, talk it out. But like Sly talks about like you guys just talk uh, it out. Well, mm-hmm. Meet in the middle. But he's yeah. like he's like yeah. What if like maybe you loosened up a little bit and we didn't have to starve to death? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah okay. Seems totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Seems and you like know no, what? Yeah. Everyone's on board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I guess it's implied that Kato wouldn't l- allow that. But couldn't you overrule him? It yeah. truly doesn't seem like he has a ton of authority. He doesn't seem to have an official position. No, no but everyone worships him yeah. because that's kind of mm-hmm. like the uh, brainwashing mm-hmm. or whatever. They've been like, he's the savior. He rebuilt after yeah. the earthquake. He did accomplish a lot. Yeah, something yeah. that would like, be pretty But impressive. they do treat him like yeah. a god almost. And like the rev- like, um, yeah. People tell us that he, they treat him like a god, but like we don't see that too yeah. much. I mean, it's only the cops telling us that, so... Yeah. So now we cut to Snipe giving a speech to all the bad guys. This must be where most of that hour was cut out of this movie, mm-hmm. where it's like he's he's giving this speech to all these bad guys, and they all seem to have specifics. And I have this whole thing here. When he thaws, when they thawed the bad guys, they're accompanied by a bunch of women who are kind of dressed similarly. Did they already have those uniforms, both the men and the women? Are the women from the past or are they from the future why are they like on a pool table is pool also illegal in the future <laughs> like it's just a very weird scene where again we see jesse the body ventura who i assume costs more than some of these other stunt men and they do nothing with which is a silly thing for this movie it's it's way too late to introduce a team mm-hmm. like yeah. we are we are so deep yeah. in this movie yeah. like he doesn't need a team you you already built him up to be the perfect killer. Like yeah. giving a team undercuts his ability to murder. <laughs> yeah, and Dennis Leary's easy to kill. I think. Like <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, they um, he gives a big speech, which again I buy. He's great. I would totally like um, murder and pillage. Mm-hmm. Like if I was a bad guy and Wesley Snipes <laughs> and with was like um, giving a speech, it works. But he talks about he's like go out there and cause mayhem and pillaging. But then they don't do any of that. They just yeah. go and find John Spartan really quietly yeah. and then attack, like, those guys. Yeah, Steve, to your point, he doesn't seem hard to kill. Like, they all just walk down in there yeah. to meet him. Like, clearly Wesley Snipes could have done that. I don't yeah. understand why the lead guy doesn't just go down himself. Like, yeah. <laughs> I understand if you're worried, like, oh, the, you know, the police force is useless. I can't use them. All right, I will go down. I'll have a conversation with them. And he won't expect it. I'll just shoot him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's murdered so many people already mm-hmm. that one more should not be that hard. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then they have a fight in a, the sewer, which is, like, pretty good. Um, Snipes calls Spartan a New York cockroach. The second time that Snipes makes a New York-specific reference <laughs> in this hey, movie. He's first West. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then he escapes, and we have a big car chase. Snipes in the future car and Sly in the 20th century car. <laughs> 
gasoline is illegal and it also degrades over time so i'm not <laughs> sure what that car is filled mm -hmm. with <laughs> um i think orco had a not orco um Gwildor oh, had Gwildor. A crack <laughs> yeah 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 it ran on um, hydrocarbon yeah. <laughs> um so the car the old car seems to be slower than the future car and the future car also is able to automatically refill its wheels when they're broken. Mm -hmm. Once again, proving that the car from the 20th century is worse. It might look cool, but it's worse. And it appears to be an automatic suspension because Sandra Bullock's able to drive it, which why have a muscle car if it's an automatic suspension? It's just yeah. a very weird, like automatic transmission rather. Um, we, this is the scene where like Sly jumps onto the future car and then Snipe confesses that the hostages were already dead, which again is a wild reveal to me because I thought we already realized that in the beginning where mm -hmm. it's like, oh, well, he obviously killed those people mm -hmm. before the explosion. It doesn't matter because no, it even doesn't if matter. they were alive, it's still not his fault. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, uh, yeah. And also it like is like a big reveal. It's like after all this time, mm -hmm. but it's been like 48 hours and then they were frozen. So it's been like, unless he was conscious the whole time thinking about his guilt. I don't know. I guess, but he kind of explicitly says he only was conscious for those two memories. <laughs> um, and then the car chase ends with Sly and the future car going off the ramp and crashing into the body of water. Did anybody catch what he said happened to the car? when it like goes off the ramp oh okay yeah he's like oh, my car turned into a cannoli that's exactly right he says oh um God, the car turned into a cannoli it's uh, they say it's secure foam which again looks really cool if you were in an oh, accident yeah. like that it would be amazing to have a technology like that to instantly keep everyone in the car and, safe and suffocate yeah, it, you i presume well, I was say, <laughs> well, except, he, no he breaks out of it yeah yeah like he styrofoam. punches out of it though yeah. so if only if you have um stallone's yeah. muscles can you get out of that yeah i think it's supposed to be like a styrofoam i think anybody could kind of push their way out of it yeah but i know uh, you're you could be totally right but presumably since it's a safety feature it probably is like safer than yes, not having wasn't it. wasn't that obvious. For three minutes, this movie is Speed Racer <laughs> between yeah. The, yeah. Like, the tires and the, the flying thing. But it is weird, like, if they're all self-driving cars, why would they need those? You know what I mean? Yeah, so the cars do bounce between self-driving and not self-driving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Auto-drive. Yeah, auto-drive, yeah. Um, but, yeah, you're absolutely right. If you could just self-drive the whole time, why the heck wouldn't you? Well, you know what's funny? Every time they say self-drive, I think they're saying they want to drive. Because yes. no, there so was this weird thing where they kept going like self-drive and it would be like you, like, like, you can now drive. Yeah, so <laughs> us in the real, um, or in our version of 2023, we say self-driving when we mean the car is driving. Yeah. And they say self-driving to mean themselves and auto-driving when yeah. it's like self-driving. Which, again, another th specific Confusing. that they chose to get wrong for some reason. Thanks, Elon. Yeah. <laughs> then we get the scene where the police and the Wastelanders all come together and people choose whether or not to join Sly or not. And, again, another scene where I'm like, wait, so, like, the police aren't already on the Wastelanders' side? Because, like, yeah. once they sort of understand what the score is, um, the police captain is, like, all upset. And Sandra Bullock says, take this job and shovel it. And, he, and again, he's like, take this job and shove it. And she says, whatever, which again is sort of a good ending <laughs> for this. But then we have a few more of them. So, <laughs> um, and then we go back to the evil fireplace room where we have Snipes and um, 
Kato or Kato. Um, does anybody remember what Snipe says Kato reminds him of? An evil Mr. Rogers. Yep, yeah. an evil Mr. Rogers. Um, and then there's the double cross of the bad guy, which again doesn't seem like a reveal because I was like, well, obviously Snipes is going to be this guy's downfall. He's able to like tell the other guy to like yeah. kill him because I guess he, he well, which is, is why he probably brought them like asked them to be unfrozen because for some reason he can't kill. Um, yeah, Dr. it's like Kuto. it's one of the things that was yeah. programmed into mm-hmm. him. I feel like you could get around that even without that. That seems like a like, <laughs> like a, oh look at the staircase. Oops. Yeah, yeah. Mm. genuine. Genuinely, it seems like you could do that. Yeah, Cocteau tried to pull a opening scene of The Dark Knight, where mm-hmm. like the Joker has everyone kill the next guy in line. Yeah, it just didn't yeah. work out. For him. <laughs> yeah. So then we go like Sly and Sandy get to the evil building, and then um, Sandy gets to take her first life. Which again, she mm-hmm. seems genuinely upset about, which seems yeah. real. Um, I'm glad she got a little bit of fighting in too, though. Yeah, and then she does a bit of martial arts, and then Sly asks for the next question: um, Where did you learn to kick like that? By watching Jackie Chan movies. Yep, Jackie Chan movies. Like she that. says, and Stallone approached Chan to be the Snipes role <gasps> in this movie. Oh, point, really? According to like Wikipedia, wow. and. Um, Jackie Chan didn't want to play the, a bad guy, so yeah, he turned he it down. Yeah, he never played mm-hmm. a bad guy, right? And he might have. I, I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't picture it very. Uh, yeah, he yeah. he has. He's too nice. Yeah, Literally I've, in his early career, he did as okay. like a he, unnamed henchman, but he's never played like the number. The villain. The, yeah, the yeah. the heavy in like a, a a movie or anything like that. But um, I. I have a note here. That was probably a good choice on Chan's part because Sly is sort of playing in English as the se- a second language character, and it would have been tough to have <laughs> two yeah. people doing that. Mm-hmm. The concussion accent, I like. To yeah. Call it. Um, so now they find um, Kato's corpse, which they had thrown that corpse into the fire. So I don't know how it came back out. Maybe it, like the the evil fireplace is like alive. It spit him back out. It looked like it was alive. Yeah. <laughs> it looked yeah. like a Beetlejuice prop. So yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> then Sandra Bullock says civilization will come to an end. And Sly responds like, trust me, it's better for you. And I don't think it is. <laughs> like if you're John Spartan and you might come on top with civilization collapse, but that's because your main skill is police brutality. Mm-hmm. Like most other people won't come up on top in a in a scenario where the civilization like is n- like destroyed. They explicitly mention here that all of the when they're going to like um thaw all of the remaining prisoners that none of them had been rehabbed. Why not? Mm-hmm. It seems like you press a button yeah, and you rehab easy. them. Yeah, how quickly does rehab happen? Like it's can a, you can instantaneously or over years? Even if it even if it took like a long time why not pr- start it? <laughs> like, because presumably some of these people weren't put in like the day before or something yep. like that. It's that damn Smithers cutting corners. Yeah, mm-hmm. I guess so. Talk about cutting <laughs> corners. All those things that they're in are round, mm-hmm. like so, oval shaped. Yeah. So Snipes is like really <laughs> making a meal out of this in the cryo prison, and he's like asking for people to get thawed. Does anybody remember the real life murderer that he <laughs> says to get <laughs> thawed? <laughs> 
It was Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, he says Jeffrey Dahmer. I love that guy. Oh, that yeah. was upsetting. Which, yeah, again, we're reminded it like between that and then the screen where it mentions that he's like done manslaughter and rape. You're like, oh yeah, he's not like kind of a silly evil mm-hmm. villain that's yeah. kind of doing like. Um, detached evil things. It's like he's doing some real violence to people. Like at least in Virtuosity, they're constantly reminding us that Russell Crowe is every serial killer. Like you you kind of forget that with uh, Wesley Snipes. And that had pretty much just happened, right? Like I think that would have been like an early 90s thing. You're saying, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of Virtuosity a lot with the like the fake serial killer and the AI (laughs) thing. Yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer's trial began in 1992. Yeah, okay. So fresh, yeah, really yeah. fresh so reference. Fresh. Yeah, early 92 was the final, like, jury, like, decision. The like, news decision. report was probably like, on TV when they were writing mm-hmm. the script. Yeah. It, why not do it like a famous serial killer from like 10 years before? Because wouldn't that have been too soon at that point in well, time? Well, yeah, that's true. I guess. Yeah, they well, put the cryo. The maybe, the the, maybe the thinking was, well, it's 2032, so enough time has passed. <laughs> yeah. Where it's okay now. Oh, my. Yeah. Um, so they finally have their big showdown in the cryo prison. I kind of previewed this. I don't have a lot to say about it. It's not that interesting of a fight. But does anybody, um, for the next question... Does anybody remember how Snipes captures Stallone in this final fight? It's kind of like one of the things that he does to almost like um, catch him, or like to almost like defeat him. He like catches him. He get he gets him in the big crane game. Yeah, he's from, got a big yeah. like yeah. yeah. There's a big crane game, which I guess makes sense in the cryo prison. It's weird that the cryo crane is able to close around a human man-sized yeah. object mm-hmm. as opposed yeah. to like a big ice cube. And not like pu- like puncture him in half. Yeah. And then he gets that ratchet and clank gun that, mm. like, shoots lasers again. They say it's cold in here. Or is it just me? <laughs> and then he says good memory, which, again, he can remember something from a few days prior. <laughs> Heads up when he loses his head. Great. They, it's, it's like a choose-your-own final line. <laughs> they say, like, three final lines. And then the explosion at the building is atrocious. <laughs> it truly looks like, well, I know it's definitely fake. It looks like when Neil Breen like adds in the explosions <laughs> in his movies, just the after effects little fire that comes <laughs> up over it. Um, and then Sly gives his unhelpful advice to the like um, p- um, parties. is like, maybe you can be a little less dirty and, or, and like maybe you guys can get a little less clean or something like, or yeah, a little more clean or it, something. They really do treat it like the odd couple. Like one of them's messy, one yeah. of them's neat, and they just have to put aside their differences, and no one has to starve to death. Yeah, well, easily no one has to starve to death, it seems. And then um, I didn't mention this before. Um, he stops Sandra Bullock before the final um, like thing, and then Sandra Bullock comes down at the end and says, "Thanks for rendering me unconscious." Ugh. Yep. Um, I think it was supposed to be sarcasm. It just wasn't delivered that way. No, I think she's... she's, No, because his response was kind of like, I know, I know. Mm -hmm. Like, it just, it was very unclear. Yeah. And then this, we didn't mention it the second time, but then when the Kato is killed, um, Associate Bob... Associate? Associate. Yeah, Associate Mm -hmm. Bob. Associate. Associate Bob, like, becomes Snipes, like, sort of, like, um, assistant. 
and then Associate Bob becomes Dennis Leary's assistant, and then immediately Dennis Leary makes fun of his appearance. So again, we're reminded that Dennis Leary isn't a great leader either. He seems super prejudiced for somebody whose whole thing is like, you should be able to do whatever you want, maybe dress like you you want or something like that. Um, And then Sly says, there's just one thing I'd like to know. And I know what you're thinking. It's probably, where is my wife and daughter? (laughs) (laughs) You've established the daughter, like the wife has died, but the daughter is still alive. Yeah, where's my wife's grave maybe or something Mm -hmm. like that. Um, Yeah, he asks like about the seashells and then everyone laughs. And then a sting jump scare at the end, (laughs) uh, a cover of the song done by the police (laughs) by just sting. Mm -hmm. Instead of getting just getting the original police version of Demolition Man for whatever reason. Um, this was also the sting version of this was released on an EP that was released with lethal weapon three. Cause he also did an original song on lethal wow. weapon three. They must and, have had something on him. Yeah. And, and then, and then a couple of it's that this song, the song from lethal weapon three, and then like four live renditions of good police songs. I'm like, looking, I'm like, Oh, I recognize the four live songs on this EP, but not the two original songs. So we got the credits rolling but I've got three final questions because it's not one of these quizzes if I haven't done an <laughs> unnecessary amount of work to get like very specific <laughs> questions on here. So um, uh, this is one where no one has to buzz in. We'll go around and there's three questions. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with Steve on the first one. But like, All right. So, um, and again, you guys can a- get the same amount, uh, guess the same amount. How many times... Do they say Demolition Man in this movie? Oh, boy. Mm, I'm, I'm gonna say five. Five. I was gonna say five. You um, can say five too. You'll get the same point. Yeah, I'm gonna say five. Mm-hmm. I think it's one. They say it four times. Four mm-hmm. times. So uh, they say it two times before they thaw him in the police station. Oh, okay. They say it once after the explosion, and then when they first meet the old bad guy, and like when Res- Wesley Snipes jumps over the hedge. Um, <laughs> And then San- Sandra Bullock references Demolition twice, but doesn't say Demolition Man, but that would be six. Um, the next one is how many t- um, scenes are there swear violations? So I'm going to be very specific. <laughs> Not like how many times somebody swe- swears, because I did also write down all the times people swear wow. and there is no swear violations. Wow, that's a lot. Um, trying to count in my head. Um, let's say... Six. Six. I'll go up to seven. I'm going to say less than that because the a lot of them are in that one scene. They, he gets one in the car. I'm going to say it's four. Seven. Ooh. I have seven times written down. Um, Sandra Bullock, when we first go to the police station, snipes in the Did phone. Did you say seven? Okay. Snipes in the phone booth. Stallone in the scene right after thawing. Stallone in the, sh- the seashell scene when he gets them to use his toilet paper. The following <laughs> scene when they figure out Snipes is going to the museum. The museum is the first scene where they curse and there is no voice machine getting mad. <laughs> There's the scene before Taco Bell when he calls him Spacely Sprockets. He curses at the dinner, but there's no swear violation, which doesn't make any sense. And then he confronts Kato in the room with all the TV screens and he shoots the machine. It's Cosmo. It's Cosmos Brocket. Oh, okay. Or, it's Co- yeah. or Cosmos Spacely. Cosmos Spacely. Yeah. Okay. I looked it up. Oh, okay. Thank like you. Like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, 
I was just waiting. I'm glad you brought it up For again. For the right opportunity. I knew this would happen. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I was thinking of getting one of those um, machines installed in the studio here, except it finds you every time you, you stray off of the movie topic. <laughs> Do you get it? It's a space theme. Yes. The yeah. <laughs> His name's Cosmo. All right. So I've got one final question. Um, we'll Still anyone's that. game. Um <laughs> How many times do they reference the seashells? Ooh. And obviously how many scenes, not like literally how many lines. Okay. I'll take, um, I will say four. Four scenes. One for every seashell, baby. I'm, I'm going with three. I'm going with three, too. That was a good one to do. Three is the right answer. Mm. First at the police station second in his apartment and right after he looks at them he looks at himself in the mirror and goes happy halloween which is like sort of a weird thing to say <laughs> and then third at the very end i just got one question what about these seashells yeah mm. my stallone's getting better you guys mm -hmm. <laughs> well we'll have to just do another stallone um movie <laughs> um but for now we got to declare a winner Mo, would you mind like declaring yes. a winner? Uh, so in third place with 10 points is Steve. Um, then in second place with 15 is Bob. And I have won with 17 points. I feel weird Ooh. declaring myself winner. Well. I did not cheat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we've got some consolation prizes oh, here good. oh good um, i, I want to be consoled we've got some citations here for all the times you guys swore mm -hmm. oh, this movie. oh fuck. yeah oh. <laughs> and we for the final prize if you guys will look up in the air you'll see it being lowered down right now we have oh. one of the original like remakes of sly in the frozen ice here for you maureen oh i'm sitting at a weird angle yeah God, I, th I don't I don't think there are no any non-weird angles, at least when I'm sitting here, too. If you want to just leave it, like, um, suspended above the studio here, we can, unless you yeah. have... Do you have enough room in your car to take it home? Or? Uh, probably not. Do you think the orangutan's going to get to it, though? Possibly. Yeah. You know what? That would be fine You know, me. I haven't seen the orangutan in a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he's fine. Um, well... How's Elizabeth? Yeah. Well, before we... Um, like go searching for all the animals that we've allowed to just live here in the studio. Steve, would you recommend this movie? You know, I I said this during the, when we were taking a break, but I I don't think I would. I'm going to I'm going to zig here. I especially if you've been watching the movies, I almost every movie is worth watching and I I do think this one is as well. If you've been following along with the podcast and you saw Virtuosity and you saw Double Team, this is the same movie as those movies. <laughs> this is like, like aesthetically the exact same as Virtuosity, even though, like, obviously they're not the same plots, but they're just from that same time. They look very similar. They're the same vibes. Um, it, in that regard, you know, you can skip it, but I do think this is, you know, a fun movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a little torn on this, too, because I, there were parts that were really fun and really silly, and as being, like, a dumb action movie... It hits a lot of points, but at the same time, I feel like with that dialogue being like air quotes futuristic, but just really like awkward and heavy, it just makes some scenes really boring when it's just people talking that futuristic language. I just like I, I was really having a hard time paying attention because it's just it's just really like clunky. Um, 
I think I like virtuosity better. It might just be because of Denzel um, over Stallone. But uh, I don't know. I'm a little torn. I feel like if you like that kind of movie, watch it. But otherwise, it's I don't know. I, I also, even though those these, I'm going to wrap this up, um, but even though their parts could have been cut, I did kind of enjoy Dennis Leary and Benjamin Bratt. I thought that they brought an energy to it that was kind of fun, even though they weren't in it a whole lot. Um, so there's some good things. It's, it's probably worth a watch once. Yeah, I think, I actually think this is one of the more watchable movies that we've done. Um, and I think that it's, yeah, I mean, I, it, there's a lot wrong with it. There's a lot that's they, you know, that's messed up, and there's a lot that's just totally doesn't make any sense. Um, but uh, I, you know, I think it does a lot right. I think, um, like, I think it's. I found it less violent than Virtuosity, mm-hmm. um, and more like I guess maybe better like acting. I think than like a double team. Um, so yeah. Yeah, this is definitely not my favorite movie that we've done, and it's definitely not my favorite Joel Silver movie. Um, <laughs> Wesley Snipes is great yeah. in it, yeah. and if you're a Snipes completionist, it's definitely worth watching. It's definitely not Sly's best movie. Mm-hmm. Um, if you like um, sort of like the 90s sci-fi, it's, it, it's worth checking out, um, and I would definitely say this falls under the category of a movie that's good to watch with a friend, so you can be like, wait, <laughs> does that not make sense? Or like, (laughs) yeah. yeah, Or like, did I, did he just say that or something like that? It definitely falls under the purview of this podcast where it's watchable, but it's also kind of like spoofable sort of, or like you can kind of poke fun at it while we're doing that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're going to have to close this up in a matter of TikToks. So before we go, Steve, (laughs) do you have anything to recommend? Uh, Yeah. Go check out, um, What about Steve with Sandra Bullock? Uh, Because I'm Steve. My name's Steve. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And Sandra Bullock, I think, sort of perfected the role that she plays in this movie and that movie. I should clarify, that movie's called All About Steve. Yeah. I said... I said, what about Steve? Not, I got it confused with what about Bob. Yeah, yeah, what about Bob? It is what it, it's a play on with. All About Eve, a much better movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, nothing to plug. Nothing I can think of. Mm-hmm. How about you? Oh, yes. Head over to the Mission Rejected podcast. Check it out. Uh, a lot of great characters. Um, you will uh, hear the voice of Ron Jambo, uh, who I play on that show in a couple of episodes, starting in, I believe, it season two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. Yeah, it's Ron Jambo sort of reminds me of one of the characters in this movie. The character that Rob Schneider was playing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. I do comment on the fact that people don't understand the three seashells. Yeah, and he's always making copies. <laughs> that's and true. And you're um, uncredited for those episodes. That's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. And um, other than rate and subscribing and telling your friend about this podcast, always as always, shouting out Dan Killian, who helped make the music for this podcast. And thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm. Be well. Be well. Be well, them. Yeah, what else do I have here? Warm greetings. Um, Mellow out. Yeah, enhance, they say. enhance your calm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then uh, like dump some down. hormones. Mm-hmm. Uh, please exit rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> Go home. Yeah. Please, it's over. Yeah. Please exit rapidly. <laughs> yeah.
picture well, or something? Well, no, I, I had a photo. I, this was a just a joke that I texted you sort of out of the blue a couple of months ago where my mother has a she- seashell collection. Oh, yeah. yeah and yeah. she keeps it like in upstairs near the bathroom. And I, I did take this picture. Yes. Oh. Oh. It's in the bathroom? It's in the bathroom. I said, oh, my mom did some renovations. 